Interstate Batteries offers a wide variety of batteries for your everyday needs. Stop into one of their thousands of retail locations and talk with a battery specialist about batteries for your truck, trail cameras, and even those weird batteries for your rangefinder. Interstate Batteries even offers cell phone repair in certain locations. For more information, visit interstatebatteries.com. Interstate Batteries, outrageously dependable. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Missouri Woods and Water Podcast. Got a good show for you all today. Uh, it's just me, Nate, on the intro today. But on today's show, we have got myself, Micah, and Andy, and then our three buddies, Austin Allenbaugh, Brandon Calder, and Cody DeWeese. And we are jumping on today to talk about kind of the kickoff to our coyote season. I know in Missouri, coyote season pretty much never ends. However, uh, for at least me, coyote season doesn't really happen during deer season. I am focused on deer. Um, so basically like mm, beginning of August, mid July through now, I'm not really messing with coyotes. I might go on a sit here or there, but I'm pretty much thinking about elk and whitetail at that time. After Christmas, it kind of starts you know, changing a little bit, but so that's kind of what we talk about. Uh, we just kind of talk about our excitement for coyote season. We talk about the tournaments that we are going to be doing this year. Uh, I go through the list that we put out on our Facebook page of the tournaments that we know of in Missouri. So we go through each of them. If the tournament, if there's a tournament that we don't list or talk about in the show, uh, shoot us a message and let us know. We will add it to our list. Uh, we just talked about the ones that we are aware of in the state. Um, and then we just kind of BS a little bit about coyote hunting. There's not a lot of strategy talk in today's show, but we do talk about our setups this year, what rifles we're running, our gear, our calls, some of our different favorite stuff. Everybody, You'll hear it. I mean, all of us have different things we like um, compared to the others. So you'll get an idea of what we run. Um, we talk about our excitement with the tournaments and what we enjoy about that. We talk about day hunting and night hunting and, you know, then we just kind of BS a little bit. So it's a good show. It's, it's pretty long too, because you got six guys, uh, around a table, having some fun, having some beers. And, um, yeah, that's, uh, that's kind of what we do today. Let's hop into our sponsors for today's show. Um, let's let's get into one I've been wanting to talk about a little bit lately, Huntworth Gear. Uh, you can use the code MWW15 for 15% off any order. Their heat boost stuff, y'all have got to check it out. If, if you're looking for a cold weather setup, heat boost is the way to go. Um, Andy actually was out yesterday or the day before coyote hunting in negative nine wind chills. Um, I'm going to be out tomorrow, I think with Andy doing some more hunting and I'm, you know, I'm planning on wearing that heat boost stuff and not really getting a chill. It's, it's pretty legit stuff. You should check it out. It's already affordable. Use our code or check them out when they've got one of their billion sales going on. They've always seemed to have some sort of sale going on. And a lot of those are more than 15%. So use our code if you want, but 
you might be able to save more if they're running a sale. I don't know if they've got one going on right now. Check them out, huntworthgear.com. Uh, Zamberland boots. I'll be running those tomorrow too. My man, what are they called? Megalodons, I think they are. They're a uh, insulated boot. They help my feet way more than I've had before. This is the first time I've ever worn an insulated boot in my life. I have got cold feet for whatever reason, especially deer hunting. I get cold, and they helped probably 50%. Now, my feet still would get cold on those really frigid days, but, man, they uh, they definitely helped out. That's for sure. So check them out, ZamberlandUSA.com. Uh, Black Ovis, use the code MWW10 for 10% off. I'm actually um, using something tomorrow for the first time uh, cow hunting. I don't even know if I talked about it in the show, to be honest with you, but it is a, um, what's the brand? Solo Hunter Rifle Cover, I think is what it's called. It's 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 like one of them neoprene scope sleeves, but it's for the entire rifle. Um, you know, I spent quite a bit of money building this six arc of mine, and first few times I went hunting with it, I kind of scratched the shit out of it and just kind of bothered me, so... Instead of covering the right or the scope, I'm I'm getting that to cover the entire rifle. It's really fast to put on and off. It should uh, work on a suppressor if I ever get the damn thing, and um, I'm excited about it. And I got that from Black Ovis. Um, all kinds of stuff you can get from them, but that's one thing in particular. So check them out, BlackOvis.com and Camo Fire. Hop on that app. I was just on it this morning. Um, Kids were today is actually Christmas. I'm recording this intro on Christmas, and the kids were waiting for me this morning while I was doing my normal morning bathroom stuff. And uh, they didn't know this, but they were waiting for me as I was on camo fire. So um, check out their their app. It's really cool. Nice flash sale. You can save a lot on some different stuff too. Gives you a chance to try new things, is what I kind of like about it. Um, Athlon Optics, man, check them out. They uh. I'll be running my six arc tomorrow with my Athlon Helos on it, and it's been it's been awesome to use so far. So check them out, AthlonOptics.com. I'm gonna try my best to say this: ridiculously good optics. It's the best I've ever done right there. Um, and you know, find a dealer near you. You can get on their website, find a dealer, or hit us up, and we'll get you uh, over to somebody we like too. Alps Outdoors, AlpsOutdoors.com. I'm going to be using my, I think I did a reel on this last week or the week before. I'm going to be using my, the hell pack is that? It's the pack I used in Colorado. I think it's the Hybrid X. I used that in Colorado elk hunting this year. I'm going to be using that for my coyote sets this year. And I'm also got my tri-leg stool that I love uh, so much. I've This is my second one. I really enjoy running that. And you can get all kinds of cool stuff like that at Alps Outdoors. Use the code woods water all spelled out for 30 percent off and then last but not least our buddy dustin williams at habitat works mention us when you call him and get 15 percent off any of his services 816-752-7390 timber stand improvement forestry mulching prescribed fire and some of the best things that he's really good at uh, is mapping and planning he can sit down, look at a, a map, get some ideas, and then walk through your property with you. He's located in St. Joe area, so just give him a holler and see if he'll come out to you. Um, and that's our sponsors for tonight. Appreciate them uh, hopping on and uh, you know helping us produce this show. Um, we've got some some things we're going to be doing in 2023 uh, that's going to cost us some money 
and we could not do that sort of stuff without our partners. So we really appreciate them. Um, other than that, let's just get into today's show with our buddies, Brandon, Austin, and Cody. And let's just have some fun talking about coyote, uh, coyote hunting. This is the Missouri Woods and Water Podcast. All right, we're going to try to have a nice organized show tonight here, but there's six of us sitting around this table. Is this the first time we've ever had six around this table? No, we had six last year for the same show. Yeah, but we weren't around this table. Not we? this table, no. Yeah. So. A little further drive, by the way. This See, I, further? I tried to say. <laughs> yeah. I tried to say. You live in where? Cameron. Oh, yeah, it is a little farther for you. For you, it's about Lawson, our... Yeah. So yeah, I wasn't one hundred percent sure how you would come if you would. Should have just done it at your house. I didn't, I didn't even think of that. I was thinking Carney. That wouldn't work. That's no big deal. I for some reason, I thought cool Interstate. <laughs> we came but, down thirteen. Yeah, they just yeah. oh, you drove right. You drove right past my house. Then. That's the fastest yeah. way from yeah. here. Actually, yeah. But all right, before we get into it, though, Sorry. let's introduce our three honored guests. Okay, we have our our <laughs> buddies. <honored. laughs> our buddies, Austin Allen Ball. What's, What's up, up, Austin? Austin's been on the show before. Yep. Thanks for having me back. We'll see how this one goes. <laughs> our our buddy Calder, our buddy Brandon Calder, he's been on the show before. What's up, buddy? Glad to be back. And then new guest, our buddy Cody Deweese. What's yes, up? Sir. Yeah, Brandon, I gotta say, hey, let let Cody say get his spotlight. This oh, he's the first I'm time guest. I'm sorry, I'm just glad to be here. Thank you. Guys. <laughs> <laughs> sound like so I don't get fined. <laughs> you sound like an NFL quarterback after winning a game. Just glad to be here. Biscuits and gravy. <laughs> Biscuits and gravy. Um. We're going to do our our kind of our – I know it's coyote seasons all year long in Missouri, but we're going to do our coyote season kickoff show. So this is the time of year a lot of people do get going in coyote season. Deer season's kind of winding down. Coyote breeding season's winding up. Yeah, it's just kind of the natural flow, especially for a guy like me who loves deer hunting. I kind of start to transition a little bit about this time of year. A lot of folks do. Tournaments start to get going this time of year which we're going to go through the list that we have. So before uh, everybody gets mad listening to the show, we did our best to find the different coyote tournaments in the state of Missouri. If you don't like it, do it yourself. (laughs) Yeah. Andy Andy actually put together a list for everybody, and it's on our Facebook page. (laughs) So uh, we're going to list out the different coyote tournaments we know of. If you do not hear your coyote tournament on our list, it's because we don't know about it. If you want to get a hold of us after the show, and we can add it to our list, uh, but we got that pinned to our page, so it's yep. uh, it's going to be a a fun season for a lot of folks. So, and apologies right off the bat, Midwest Wildlife, you did it again. It's my fault, second year in a row. <laughs> I don't know how. I think mainly because I already know I'm going to that one. Like you, that's you just one I'm going about, to do, yeah. and so it's on my like separate list of personal tournaments I'm attending, and I just like put dates and just breezed right past it. And I also wanted to see if I could like limit the number of people it goes to have a chance. <laughs> hey, hey, you, uh, you, it caused a text by Ryan to me. You know, he's right. like, "Well, y'all, y'all pissed off at us or something." I'm like, well, "No, Andy's did. just an idiot." So, sorry, Ryan. Sorry. <laughs> but uh, so let's start in a chronological order. So the first one we know about is on January 7th. It's our buddies down in Harrisonville, Missouri, Explicit Outdoors. Yep. I think it's their fourth 
or fifth? Fourth. Fourth. Fourth annual uh, coyote tournament. Good tournament down there. Jesse yep. puts Jesse on Bunger. a great yep. tournament. Yeah, yes. they, they do a good job. Yeah. Um, that is January 7th. We will be going to that one. Yep. Yep. Um, I think all of us. A couple different teams. Absolutely. Going. We're actually uh, one of the sponsors for that that tournament. We really like the way Jesse does stuff. Um, so we wanted to help him put on a good show. So if you can make it to that one, it's a it's a good um, good tournament. He puts on a good good uh, good hunt. It's a good, it's a good night. Yeah. yeah. All right. Also January seventh. So sorry, folks. Uh, we won't be in Jamestown, but it's in Jamestown, Missouri. It's Save the Turkeys Fur, fur Bear, bear hunt. hunt. It's not just coyotes. It's like raccoons, all kinds of stuff. Yeah, like a critter hunt. Yeah. yeah. Point system. And if you guys get on like the actual Facebook page, it has all the contacts and addresses that we could find. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to list, we're, we're not gonna list all number, that out. But so, um, get on will, our Facebook page, find I will a say, post. I will attempt. I have saved a lot of the flyers. I will probably make at some point one mass post and post all the flyers in one post so people can, like, flip through them. That's okay. a good idea. I'll try to. I can't guarantee it because some of them I'm sure I've lost. It's all right. I'm sure. I'll you're, make an attempt. You'll make an attempt. Uh, all right, January 14th, we got Natural Born Killers in Concordia, Missouri. Um, I don't know how many... What number of this one is for oh, them? They've done that. They've done it for a seven. long time. I think it's seven. Um, but check them out. It's a uh, good group of guys, and they put on a good show. Uh, Concordia is a uh, wait. Is that it? Is that's, that's not at the, location, the bar anymore, right? It's yeah, a new, new location. location. Well, second year in this location, but yeah, nice. I think they busted out a bags tournament last year. All kinds of stuff afterwards. Like it was, they made it kind of just a. a he's night a he's of a big he's a big time bags player. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, January fourteenth, also Nevada, Nevada Elks Lodge. Um, is having one. It says it's in the basement of the Nevada Elks Lodge. That's in Nevada, Missouri, I'm assuming. Yes. So. Do we do that last year? We did do that the one last year. Yeah. We Flavor, have one Flavor, in that. Yep. No. It's nice. not, so it's obviously not a thermal. Not thermal this year, yeah, year yeah, same day. It's in January. Yeah. Um, January 14th, also Howard County first annual. It's in Fayette, Missouri. Home of the Eagles, right? Yeah. Sore Eagles. I've been there once. <laughs> Yeah, once. I haven't been back lately. You were you were junk for four years. Um, so check that one out. Howard County Three first years annual. Than you. <laughs> uh, January twenty first, the Central Missouri Predator Hunt in Russellville, Missouri. Uh, check that one out. January twenty second, the CCMCH fifth annual in Licking, Missouri. Um, January twenty eighth. I'm running through these because I don't want to spend the whole show listing these out. January twenty eighth, the MWM. World Championship in Butler. That is a huge one. It's going to be a big Pretty sure that one's I'm guessing that was probably already there. As of today, there's two. Two spots. They got two spots. Which I think they had two, filled two, and now I'm thinking there's two possibly have popped up. Nice. Ooh, yeah. I got to send our money in for that. So That's probably one of the ones. Maybe one of the open spots. No, no, I talked to him today. Okay. Don't let me forget, by the way, I have two I have to say afterwards that you don't have on the list. Yeah, put them in there. Actually, just one. February third, Mercy County twenty Mercer County twenty four hour hunt. That's been a good hunt. That's We've been, been there, and that's a night. Years. That's a night one, right? Yep. Yeah. yeah twenty four hours. The third. Yeah, I remember you guys doing that one yep. last year. That'd be a fun one. Yeah. Is that that's one that's got a number on it too, right? It That'd fills up, or is that open? I got the file. I think for that. Hundred, it's open hundred teams, but it hasn't yeah. been that way. Okay. And I so, got the flyer. I can get to you on that one. So Perfect. I'm going to bring this up real quick. Real quick, I want to hear about the twenty four hour hunts. That you well, it lasts twenty four hours. I understand that, but I want to know. Like Which, not in depth how? into it, but do you guys run the whole twenty four hours or how you guys do it? We'll get into that. We'll get into that. Yeah, we will get into that. Also, February fourth, the Midwest Wildlife uh, Tournament. It's in Grain Valley, Missouri. 
uh it's at a new location this year so folks that have done that hunt before it got pretty full over the last few years this is probably the best attended one we've done like consistently over the years i would say that they have the biggest crowd at that one theirs are explicit i think yeah, it's got a big crowd. Yeah, um, it's at Drew's Diesel Repair this year in Grain Valley instead of uh, in Oak Grove, which will allow for some more room because it, it gets pretty full in there. It's pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, February fourth, also the Eldon Police Officer Association hunt in Eldon, Missouri. Check that one out. Also February fourth, that's a popular date. The Predator Calling Contest in Norburn. It's a good tournament there. Yeah. Also, yeah, defending champs, huh? Uh, we got second in that last oh, year. Oh, never mind. Wah, wah, wah. Is that a, is that a 24-hour <laughs> yeah. tournament? Yeah, okay. it, it was. It's actually yes. longer than that. You'll hunt, start mm-hmm. hunting Friday night, and don't get done until Sunday about noon. Sunday noon. Oh, yeah. nice. That's yeah. a two it's and a half long, day hunt. Yeah. It's a long it's a drag. Yeah, yeah we, we didn't do the research on if they were, like, thermal hunts as well or night. Yeah, so you know, nighttime. Like, I know for a fact Midwest, they're not. It's just a daytime right. tournament. Yeah. So just Y'all can so do aware. your own homework. Also. Most yeah. of these guys yeah. have Facebook pages. Check them out, and you'll find the information there. Yeah. February 11th, Movets Outdoors uh, hunt in it's Leeton. Cool. It's at Cutting Up Meat Processing in Leeton this year, which is just south of Warrensburg, yep. uh, right off 13 ho- Highway. Always That's good a time. Good, one. good tournament. For Go a good out cause and support our vets. Yep. 100%. Uh, also on February 11th, just found out about this one. I don't even have it on my deal. Um, Give me two seconds. Carthage. Vanguard Outdoors? Something like that. Oh, no. The wrong one. Yeah. Um, I don't remember. It's also, it's in Warrensburg at the, on the same date as far as I can tell. <coughs> um, Is it a load? On? I have it Well, right I'll keep going. Let me know in a second. We'll uh, be at the Movats one, though. February yes. 24th, the Carthage Shriners Coyote Derby. It's in Carthage, Missouri. Um, it has two dates on it, so I'm not sure. Probably I mean, a thermal then. It's well, Venture Outdoors on February 11th also. It's in Warrensburg. And then February 24th, Carthage, Carthage Shriners Coyote Derby. I need to look that up because it says the 24th, 25th, but I'm not sure if one of those are a check-in date yeah. or if it's a 24-hour hunt. And then last but not least, we got this one the other day. So thanks to uh, Bryce for sending that to us. The Predator Hunt. It's Saturday, January 14th, so I did go out of order. And that is in Otterville, Missouri. Um and it looks like it is a single day. It's in January, so yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it is. It's in January 14th. So that's all the ones we know of off the top of my head. The one I don't see yet, we did that day and a half one yet uh, last year that was out of Lone Jack. Yeah. And I'm sure that's pr- – I mean, they'll probably do it again, I would guess. But uh, It's possible. Uh, so which ones Which ones are everybody planning on doing? I I know we'll I'm playing – Explicit, although, for sure. Yeah. Although mm-hmm. something has come up for the explicit that I might only be at the banquet that night. So we'll have to talk later. <laughs> But uh, um, plan on that one, Midwest Wildlife, Mercer, Movets Outdoors. That might be the three I do. Concordia is real oh, close and, uh, to me, so that's one. I mean, they're local guys. Still a possibility to go to yeah, that I'd NBK. Like to it's, a good, that it's a good yeah. tournament. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just a local tournament. But I'm sure more will pop up. We just try to get in as many yeah. as we can. Yeah, we I mean, yeah. tournament season's kind of short, so yeah, two months when we can. Really. Yeah. Yeah, tournaments are harder for a guy like me. Um, not that you guys aren't busy, but this time of year with the kids is freaking hectic. Just balls to the wall, always something going on. And the more tournaments I do, the more trouble I get into. So, well, in the age of your kids, they're in you know travel basketball well, and stuff on the weekends. And the explicit one, something just came up that. Yeah. Anyways, but um, it's just kind of one of those deals where. Last year, I 
didn't do as many as I did the year before. And this year, I might even be like, all right, listen, it's a it's a tournament day. I want to go hunting, but I'm just going to go hunting until noon or one, and then it's a day. Right. And not do a tournament just because I might not be able to on that day. Um, but you might move your phone away from there. I don't know whose that is. But anyways, uh, I think it was awesome. it's just one of them deals where it gets harder to get them done. So I'm going to try to at least do, you know, three or four, but I'd like to do one every weekend. And then the other thing is we just – we're not going to win. We just don't have here, com- here comes the fiddle. Here comes like the violin. It always gets we're negative, we're man. We're I'm not gonna get negative, bro. You can't have that mentality. It's not negativity. It's just it's being real. It's a realist. Well, we won one two weeks ago when we stopped at, at like nine o'clock and went and ate breakfast because it was raining. We didn't even know what a coyote looked like that day. Yeah. And it, we killed our first coyote at twelve thirty and won the damn tournament. Yeah, that's for sure. We um, also get in on Facebook. There's a group called PGT. We get on. Yeah. There's some online tournaments, yeah. They throw those online almost every weekend. Do they? Yeah. yeah. So sometimes we run two tournaments so, at once and stuff like that. But so those things, those are th- night tournaments, right? Yes. Yeah, they're all thermal. So, and you guys have to have your own scale. Yeah. Yep. Correct. Uh, run through, like, how, how those work real quick because I've never done one. Basically, I've, it's an online check-in. Everybody gets on the same FaceTime at the same time. Okay. Everybody's, like, a group FaceTime chat. And then uh, you get your rules, how your dog tone needs mm-hmm. to be moved and then you gotta shake your dog of course after you kill don't they it. make you have like a word or something in the picture yep a word or uh an item usually mm-hmm. and basically you scale it make sure you do a 360 with the camera on your video around, and then everybody and then a shake test everything like that and it, they'll walk you through the steps for the first time andy ray's a good guy yeah, yeah it's a good tournament questions, so yeah. it's a pretty I'm, good time i'm on that page i kind of watch it i've just never done one i haven't had my thermal long enough to like really be able to like get into a tournament so I've, I've seen him like the page of him announce announce winners and stuff but yeah i like that because i mean then you don't have a destination that you oh we gotta be right here this right. time or whatever yeah that, that. and then they'll change it up also uh one week it'll be this big dog only yeah one one week will be this small oh, okay. dog other numbers and then, and then so you just run all night then you just take your biggest dog that you shot you don't video them all and okay. they'll announce the winner that night or the next morning he usually gets around to it that's yeah. pretty cool that's man. fun the what's intriguing about night hunting and those some of those night tournaments is um, they don't get pissed off when they're asleep. Like there's nothing to do at night. There's nowhere to right. be. Yeah. You can get away easier at nighttime for you know for, for me a family guy. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, until the next day and your dog ass. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's, that's the thing. I don't I don't sleep that much anyways. I'm a I stay up late almost every night and I still get up early for work. I don't need eight hours. So one two days I don't I don't. Is Cody you the same way? I'm on it. Yeah, I need my sleep. It's, <laughs> I need my sleep. Yeah. See, I don't. I don't. I mean, I'll stay up till midnight, one in the morning on a normal night, just doing stuff for work or for the podcast or whatever, and then up at six. Ones that are bad is whenever you work all day Friday and then you go straight to check in and then yeah. you go hunt right from there. Yeah, they get, oh, they get, oh, it's, rough. it's a grind. I bet that would be pretty hard. On you. you just come silly at some points at night. <laughs> You take, just, a, you pay, take a power How many nap, dogs we got in the truck? I don't know. <laughs> I lost them. We don't know. Are they still there? Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, cu- uh, tournament season's fun. Um, for me, it's like it brings a lot of people together that normally wouldn't be together, too. I mean, you know, the, the banquets that they all end up having or the check-ins brings all the hunters together. You know, you get to see people you've seen year oh, and in and year out. hear some crazy stories, yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, you do. And some of them raise money for good causes, you know. Yeah. Right. Yeah, Mo Vets Outdoors. Um, you know, Shriners. I mean, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's some really – Elden 
Police Officer Association. I'm sure there's some other ones that are doing some, you know, stuff for for. Uh, what was the one? What was the one a couple years ago that that little boy got sick? Um, that was down at a split. Split. It's Cody Lang's little boy got. Yeah, yeah okay, they did that one too. But yeah. there's another boy up in north northeast Missouri. He got cancer. I feel like it was in Mercer, Mercer County one. No, because we hunted that. Mo Vets donated uh, last year had a side deal to a, a guy. Yeah, another really, little. Yeah, was a little girl was sick. A little girl. The family was needing exp- expenses covered for staying. You know, that's what's cool about them too. And then they, a lot of them have good food. I don't know, like oh, yeah. explicit last year had a barbecue dude. Oh, yeah. There. I uh, hope he's there again. Yep. Yeah. He's been yeah, there the last, last Mo, couple years. Mo Vets had their own barbecue. You yep. know, because yep. they got they got all the stuff to do their own smoking. They're cutting up. Yeah. Obviously, they're a butcher shop, yeah. so they. Got all sorts of good stuff there. Yeah, that's a drive for you guys. I mean, that's south of Warrensburg. I mean, that's we go anywhere. (laughs) Have gun, we'll travel. Yeah, Yeah. but uh, man, so let's. I don't know. Let's talk about setups. Yeah, what we're doing because I think people like to hear what we're what we're running and what compare what they're they're doing. But I'm gonna talk about guns first since I'm looking at one. Might as well. Might as well. Austin started. Austin, what are you running this year? What are you gonna run this year? I'm I'm balling on a budget. I got a. Oh shit! What is it? It's a, uh, a Ruger American Predator six millimeter Creedmoor, and I had a, a buddy give me. He used to own a business, Cerakoting, so uh, he gave it all to me to use, and uh, he taught me how to do it all. So I, it's probably got six or seven layers of Cerakote on it, just me playing, <laughs> yeah. figuring out what I wanted to do. It's another and two then, pounds heavier. <laughs> yeah. nah, when you're carrying it, you're carrying it. It is. What it's it a is. cute little pink gun, <laughs> <laughs> and. Uh, but the Silencer Co. M36 suppressor on it. So, what bolts are running? Uh, 108 grain match. What is that? Is that a ELD? ELD. Yeah, ELD. That's right. ELDM. M. Yes. Oh, it's ELDM. ELDM. Yeah, that's right. And then uh, Athlon Scope. I'm really a big fan of those. I know they're a sponsor, but I'm a big fan of anyways. He has the same. Too. I think Athlon Argos, but he has a yeah. second. Focal plane. No, I've got a Talos. I've got oh, okay, okay. I've got the Amazon special, let me tell you. I got their bottom end and I'm really I like it. I mean, considering what I've spent on it, I'm really impressed with it. Like yeah. it it stands up to everything else that I've had before and I spent a lot more on them. So. That, yeah. That's what I like about them. They they're definitely they got their budget friendly ones and then they got the top end ones. Yeah. You can, yep. Yeah. They got it all. Yeah. Lifetime warranty too. Yep. I mean same, I think, unless you Cerakote them. <laughs> well, that might that might change what, it. Uh, what packs and tripods and calls and are we getting into that? We're just doing guns. Oh, we're doing guns. We're doing just guns now. I'm sorry, you come back around. I forgot. Okay, we'll do that. We'll just do guns first. So, is that the only one you're running? I have a uh, a Remington 700 Varmint Edition that I had the barrel cut down on. That's a 223. It's really just a backup gun for whenever Cody I know I've, like it. I've banged something yeah. off of something and messed something up. So I. I keep it around. It's old, reliable. I, I had two rounds shot through it in the last year, probably, and uh, I pulled it out. It was dead on at 200. I swung over and smacked the gong at 400 with the second shot and put it back in the box. So nice backup. Yeah. Yeah. Our buddy called her. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm running a uh, 243 Ackley for my day gun, uh, shooting 90 grain Sierra Blitz Kings, uh, Vortex Razor Scope, uh, Thunder Beast Ultra Nine Suppressor. Uh, for the night gun, uh, running a 243 that I built this year, uh, carbon fiber barrel, pretty sweet little. Yeah, setup. You, you brought that one in, man. Yep. That thing is sick. Pretty about eight pounds. So for an AR-10, that's pretty good. So good it's really nice. Then running a 
XRF for the thermal, and then a Knox 35 on a helmet mount set up for night. And then I've got a 22 nozzler as a backup. Nice. AR. So. so question. Yeah. So, and we'll get into this when I get to my gun, but um, when I put my initial scope on my what's going to be my night gun, my initial thought was I'm going to mark. I, I did QD mounts on it, uh-huh. so I'm going to mark where the mounts are. I'm going to remove my day scope, put the night scope on. Absolutely. Do the same thing there. Mm-hmm. Have you, because I know you've done this before. Yeah. Have you noticed that, you know, if you do everything correctly, move them, put them back in the same spot that they were, that you don't have much change from? Yeah, I mean, we can. I just uh, did point. it on my rifle when we went out. We got permission from the game warden to go out and thermal hunt, and I swished them out, and it was it's spot on. on. I mean, spot on. As long as you're using good quality mounts. I mean, in theory, if you know exactly where the, the day scope was mounted, you remove it with the mounts on, mm-hmm. put it back on with the mounts on. Yeah. It should be in the same spot. And I've had real good luck with the uh, Bobro mounts and then American yeah. Defense. Yeah. Both those have been high quality mounts and go back right where they came off. So Yeah. Yeah. I might uh, look at I mean, it doesn't hurt to, you know, shoot it, make sure, but. Yeah. Well, sure. I probably, the best not case a bad scenario idea, to do but, is yeah. to make sure it's on, but I've, I'm thinking about doing that. Yeah. Just because. And they, a lot of the, the newer thermals and stuff are designed to do that. I mean. Right. So yeah, nice. You always got to be a little different, don't you? So two forty three Ackley. Yeah. <laughs> but when you put that, they maybe I, I was distracted. I was trying to buy ammunition on Gunbroker, uh, and I lost by five bucks. You've lost a lot tonight, man. I have. That's the second one. Uh, while while we were talking, uh, Calder has won two drawings. <laughs> <laughs> that is no shit. This man wins more drawings. I'm a lucky guy. Oh, uh, put your daytime scope back on. I mean. I'm assuming it's just like the same rail type mount. Yeah. 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 I always put a, a Picatinny rail on top to where that way all yeah. of it's modular, you know. Yeah. So. Do you do you mark on the gun? Uh, what I actually do is take a picture with my phone mm-hmm. and, you know, find something to reference it to where I can go back to and look at that. And put keep a note in your phone maybe. And just keep it in my picture. Or yeah. slot back or yeah. whatever too. Yeah. Yeah. I thought about doing that and then maybe taking like a Sharpie or something. Yeah. A little, just a, little marks. Paint marker paint or something pen, yeah. would probably be great. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Cody, what are you running this year? I'll shoot a Savage uh, High Country 110, uh, 70 grain, Sierra Blitz Kings. I had pretty good luck that. Leopold Scope, of course, uh, illuminated. What? Uh, what? 5 by 25 by 5. No, I mean, uh, uh, six. Cal- I like that one. What caliber? 243. 243. Yep. And I thought it was. Also, my night gun, I run a Bolt also. I run a 243 American uh, Predator. Edition. So you like 243? So he I sells do. it to me. <laughs> I do. We'll Calder's got 243. He's still, he's still supposed to sell yeah. me. Have you used that thing yet? That I gun's under negotiations. Not even shot it yet. Uh, I shot it one time. Just just to check it out. Just we saying. got away from those lighter calibers, like the 223 <laughs> and 5.56 that night. When we you're tournament hunting, yeah. You don't want runners. We got running dogs and stuff. We've noticed that too. Low legs off. Now, I will say, I haven't started, I haven't killed anything with my 223 with the 50 grain ammo that I started running. But, well, I mean, last year we had that one that sat there and danced for ever. And, and at he night. took it right and in the chest. And he took it right in the chest yeah. and still, yeah. I mean, he fought it. He was trying to fight what just bit him. And they it's seems, all about shot placement. But, yes. I mean, obviously a heavier grain bullet helps mm-hmm. that a yeah. little bit. Yeah. They, they, they seem tougher. Dogs. They're tough. And, like, at, at, at night, night? Yeah. I don't know what it is, but like 223, I've ran it for a couple of years up until this point. Never had an issue. Never had an issue, and I know it has to do with. I mean, I can see exactly yeah, where think, I'm aiming. Yeah, thermal is a little bit of a. I switched to thermal image, and well, Austin shot one with my gun at 223, 55 grain V max, 
the dog barked at us. <laughs> you can hear it, you know, and ran off 600 yards, no sign of stopping. <laughs> don't know why, don't know what, but – and there's I multiple. He, he had a couple reasons to run following him after that. <laughs> well, yeah, but, I mean, don't know why it didn't drop. I mean, yeah. and it was 80-yard shot maybe. I mean, yeah. it wasn't like it was a, you know, a poke. Mm-hmm. I just feel like they're just they're just tough at night. No, well, tough that. in general. You know, until you see him just fold with a, you know, a nice, well-placed shot where you break him down. I mean. Well, Blake Garrett has a good video right now that 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 three-legged dog. It's running just like it has four. Yep. Mm -hmm. That's an awesome video, Blake, by the way. That that is cool. And it's running like it's got four legs. I don't know how many of you guys have actually skinned a coyote, but that chest cavity is not big at all. And at nighttime, it it looks good size, but the fur makes six to eight inches, you know? I mean, well, heat, you're you're looking at heat, and that's exactly. That's plenty. (laughs) (laughs) All in perception. (laughs) All right, next. (laughs) Is it me now? It is you. So, right now, day gun, I'm running uh, that Seiko S20 we got from uh, Midwest Gunworks. 243. 243. Uh, also, 70 gangs here at Blitz Kings. <laughs> I wonder who turned you on to those. <laughs> My buddy Calder. My buddy Dwee. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's, I mean, I've been kind of springtime hunting with it. I didn't have it last year this time, so that's kind of a new. Seiko makes a nice rifle. I'm that's happy with it. Yeah. It's pretty. It's, I mean, it's on the heavier side, but we talked about that debate of weight and whatever. But anyway, I, I'm happy with it. Um, been doing a little bit with the six five right now, just because it's what I have ready and able. Um, so I don't know. I'll probably stick with the two forty three daytime, and then just finish building the six arc. That's going to be my night gun. Um, running a Pulsar Trail two on it. Um, that's about it. I'm, I'm. I'm just. We'll get to it when I get to mine. But man. The, the whole night thing with that six arc is what freaks me out. Not freaks me out. Just we'll get to it on mine. You'll see, I'm, you'll I'm, understand. I'm, I'm excited about Oh, I that. am too. Because like we just talked about, I'm yeah. going from 55 grains up to 103. 103. Yep. And uh, I don't know. That way if I do hit it, I'm going to know. I mean, a lot better chance of uh, stopping it. Yep. Not have to mag dump. <laughs> I probably still will mag down, but it's going to be a lot more expensive He's this time. The title, that's damn. right. <laughs> you're and you're running an Athlon um, on your uh, Athlon Argos, okay. um, six by twenty-five, four, four. Six by twenty-four, six by four hundred and seven. I am in the process. Dude, this, I think, like, this dude likes the most magnification. I think I am going to probably look at upgrading that uh, the scope on the two forty-three here before tournament season, though, which is two weeks. What so are the contenders? Uh, the Athlon. Gosh, dang it! Now you're going to Aries. Cro- All right. No, Cro- the Chronos. The Chronos. You're going to go with the Chronos. I'm looking at I Athlon Chronos or the. Uh, now, now, I could have told you if you didn't ask me. The Aries. No, the Midas. Oh, the Midas. 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 The Midas, Midas Tactical. Yeah, the Midas Tech. It's a good one. Uh, yeah. One. The Chronos is a four and a half by twenty six, twenty five. I've heard good things about those. That's ah. their. That's their highest end. That's okay. their uh, top end yeah. one, and then the Midas Tech is a five by twenty five. Yeah. Which I've also heard good things about the Midas. I just I can't get my brain around going to first focal plane. Like everything I've ever done has I always been it. second. Well, focal Russell's plane. the same way as you. Like yeah. he he's like I don't understand why, and I and I I understand what he's talking about. So Russell has always ran a scope that's like a four by twelve or a three by, three by eighteen. Like he doesn't go real big mag or magnification. So right. if he's going to shoot something that is, let's say 
you know, at 100 yards, he's going to flip the mag all the way up anyway. So he's always where he would be, which on a second focal plane, if you do everything you at, know your holds at, at that, you know, 12 mag level. or whatever your, your highest magnification is, everything's correct. Right. So he, he's like, why would I want smaller crosshairs if, right. if, and for him, the way he hunts and he holds over on everything too, right. he's just always held over. So he's well, he's second focal plane. He's like I don't I don't need first. And see when I sight in, I've got I've got six by twenty four on my scope. When I sight in, I sight in everything. I, I'm to twenty four because I want to see what I'm shooting. Mm-hmm. And so I set all of my holdovers off of that. But really, I either shoot my coyotes at twenty four or I shoot them at six. Like I don't zoom to ten and yeah, stop. Right. See, like for me, it once I made the switch over to first focal plane, it took two seconds to get used to. Really? And now it's like it's I wouldn't go back to second because it was whether I'm at so whether bad. I'm at four, ten, fifteen, twenty, whatever, it doesn't matter. I know that my three MOAs is my three MOAs or whatever I'm at three hundred yards or what. Now at three hundred yards, yes, you are probably going to be at your highest mag. I'm not going to lie to you; I didn't even know there was a difference until I bought the, I bought a two hundred four from Calder. Right. He's a, and the scope was on. He's like, "Well, that's first focal plane." fuck does that mean colder yeah. like, what cool. are you talking about like, yeah cool man yeah. and he started explaining it to me i'm like oh it's math i like yeah. math yeah and now and i at, can you know at first i did not like how you know at your lowest mag you're you got a small but until the first time i saw an animal in that magnification i'm like oh i can actually see what's going on here and it's i can still see everything yeah hmm. you know i was worried you wouldn't nice be able to is you know you're you're zooming in on a coyote's running in quick you know something's happening quick or you slip on your focus ring or whatever your magnification ring and you're stuck there trying to make the shot yeah at six power now instead of what you were hoping to be to so yeah and your line the lines and, still mean what the right. lines mean right? and there's That's, plenty of hunters that hold over they, they just hold over right like they know hey that animal's at 200 this thing zeroed at 100 i'm gonna hold an inch and a half higher or whatever they use the size of the animal and the crosshairs and hold yeah. their yeah. yeah well and like what i've done i'm, I'm on at 200 is that's where zero is so anything 200 and in i don't think about i just pull the trigger which i have started zeroing at 200 also same um actually i took that from al morris i listened mm-hmm. to him on a podcast on fox pros podcast he he kind of he so he zeroes everything at a hunt or 200 and he said basically so anything from 100 to 300 is pretty much on fur Right, I mean that's mm-hmm. pretty dummy proof. Whether you're using second focal plane or first, at that point you're you're on fur. That made sense, so I started zeroing at 200, um, <coughs> which doesn't change a lot for 100. I guess I am because I'm purposely inch and a half, two inches high at 100. So yeah. I'm so that's what two. I do. Yeah, yeah I, I put myself two inches high at 100 usually or whatever. But yeah, and then of course I always check them. But anyway, so that's what you're running this year. Yep, Micah. I'm going to be bouncing in between my six five Grendel. And my six five Creed more for day for both. I ain't got any. I don't got the thermal oh, set right. up yet. <laughs> so uh, I'm gonna be bouncing between those, and those both have the uh, Athlon Argos six by twenty fours on them. So nice. Yeah. All right. So you have the exact same scope on both. Yeah. Nice. Those ninety five grain V Max has six five. I'm kind of intrigued by a little bit. I know. I haven't had haven't had one in I front of me shot yet. Any yet. So man. we only, I've only taken it out Cuyahoga that one time we went up north. So which one? The six five Creed more. Oh yeah, that's right. So, we'll see. Nice. I've heard oh. Calder really likes them. Yeah. So who who in this room has new, <laughs> new guns are running this year? Like a new gun for coyotes. I'm for tournament new. season. Yeah, it's different. Than last tournament, last tournament I was two twenty three. Yeah. So my AR ten, it'll be everything's different for me this year. Yeah. yeah I mean, so, my my Creedmoor is going to be yeah. technically new. Right. And yeah. I think it's because last year I had, I just wasn't happy with 
223. Man, last time you know, that I was with so you guys, I, I talked about we ARs were, just hating them. But what ended up happening on my 22 nozzle was it a broken uh, spring in the magazine. Mm-hmm. It was a brand new magazine, but it had a broken spring. Oh, so what the damn gun? It out. No, it wasn't yeah. gun at all. And actually, yeah. it ran really good last year. So because you were worried about the gas block and messing and with I was, that. I didn't know what was going on. I was yeah. just like, this thing will not shoot. Yeah, yeah. it won't run a full mag. You know. Right. And so. see, like for me, I started hunting with ARs. Right. Coyote hunting. That well, it's funny because this happened last year when we were up north. I was using my Christensen NPR, which is a 223, and I took a shot at a coyote. And it was still running, so I went to shoot again, and <laughs> son of a bitch. And I forgot I had to rack another round because I'm so used to that AR just pulling, pulling, pulling that both guns I'm running this year are ARs again. That so. first night season, man, I don't know how oh, many dogs man. I just watched run out of my scope, and I'm like, this is so stupid. I can't I can't run an AR anymore. But yeah. once I got that once magazine fixed, that out, then yeah. it's been flawless since. So. so I run a bolt gun to save myself money. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have a five-round magazine to save yourself money. <laughs> so I'm running two different guns this year. My my day gun is probably going to be my uh, – it's a um, Specialized Dynamics uh, – I think it's a spade, 243 AR-10. Or, I'm sorry, 22250 AR-10. You just said the same thing, sorry. Uh, AR-10 um, running 50-grain VMAXs out of it, so they should be screaming. Um, scope on it is an Athlon Optics Ares EHD. I don't remember. I think it's a 3 by 18 Could be wrong on that. Okay. I um, think that is right. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited about this scope. And then the night gun, which this is where I'm talking about, 6 arc, um, running 103 grain Hornaday Precision Hunters out of it. It'll have a IRA Rico RL42 um, on it. I've liked that. So I've used that 6 arc during um, deer season, and that's mm-hmm. what I killed that bobcat with a few weeks ago. I really like that gun, so I kind of want to run it during the day. Well, maybe worry a little bit. That bobcat did go a little ways. She ran thirty yards. How? Yeah. How was? And that? I didn't hit any any bone, okay. and and the yeah. exit hole was about that big. Right. So it didn't mess her up. Yeah. She yeah. just ran into a bunch of shit. Mm. Um, then you had to go find her, and it was getting dark, and I didn't have a flashlight. <laughs> Bobcats are tough. And I'll be honest with you, That's true. I'm gonna be a they little are. bit honest with That's everybody. True. You weren't scared. I was a little bit. Nervous. You were scared. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what if she's not dead? I don't have any way to get away from her in this thick crap. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, she was she was dead as a doorknob. She didn't even when she died, she hit the ground so hard that she slid. You could see a slide from like me to you, Cody. Like just a, in the leaves, she hit a log about the size of a base like this big, like a baseball bat size. Broke it in half and it was laying on top of her. Like she, she just hit it hard, piled. I made sure she wasn't. She was dead. Not when I out. when I shot her, <laughs> she was quartered away a little bit, so I shot her. You it was know, probably the tree that killed her. It's just about an inch <laughs> it to do with it. further back than normal, and it exited right behind the opposite shoulder, left about a, I don't know, quarter-size hole, perfectly round hole, but hit no bone. And so she just didn't know what hit her, and then 10 seconds later was pile-driving the ground. But I'm not convinced that it wasn't the tree branch that fell out of the tree. <laughs> land on <laughs> <the side>. right? <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe. Divine maybe. intervention. Uh, now, like boat. me and Austin were having a conversation for coyote season or even maybe bobcats you know moving forward i'm gonna shoot to break them down with a 103 game bullet yeah i'm gonna aim for shoulder that shoulder yeah, break yeah you down got, so you're, they, you're packing enough of a punch right, where yeah. you can punch through that yeah. well and, and yeah i i look at it as i yes you want the, the animal dispatched as quickly as possible but you also don't want to have to try and do a follow-up shot on an animal that still has running gear yeah so yeah that's for sure so that's what we're running. Um, I'm excited. 
Especially for the twenty two two fifty, because I'm I'm excited to kind of shoot a fast gun. I mean, that's going to be I my think next one. Those yeah. fifty grain V maxes will be screaming around like forty two hundred, something like that. That'd be nice. I can't remember exactly. I knew at one point, but I mean that is that's a, that's a moving bullet. And yeah, it's light, but um, it's it's going to be moving. So, um, and then I do still have the Christensen NPR two two three bolt gun that currently has no glass on it. It's for sale. <laughs> if you know anybody. I might let go of it to the right person. I don't know. It's a badass gun. I do enjoy it. It's just, I, I said this the other day. Actually, I said this just now, too. When they're all sitting in the closet, and I walk in to grab one of the rifles to go coyote hunting, what would ever make me choose that two two three bolt over a 6-arc and a twenty two two fifty sitting right next to it? Price and availability of ammo. That's, yeah. that's really that's, about the yeah. only thing. And I've built up ammo for the other ones. Which lately has got to be something you need to consider. That's yeah. true. Yeah. That's so why I started looking into the twenty two two fifty. Right. I mean, cheaper ammo. Right. And Then your Grendel, yeah. A, yeah. A lot cheaper. And you can find it a lot easier than my Grendel. Yeah. I have to, every time I've bought ammo for my Grendel, I've had to order it offline. Right. Which I've always, yeah. And that's the only thing that sucks about the 6-Arc. There's only three factory rounds that are made for it right now. They're all made by Horn. A little bit lighter on that. They I would like to try out like an like 87. Yes. Yeah, that yeah. would be fine. Yeah. Which, you know, we do have, uh, Russell's a big reloader, and mm-hmm. once I get enough brass built up, we're probably going to work up some rounds right. and see what they're like. Just out of curiosity. Because I would like I think to. most of those are like one and eight, aren't huh? they? One and eight twist on those? I believe it is. So they probably right. want a heavier, heavier round. But. And it's one and eight twist, and I want to say the same diameter of i don't know what so what's the rule of thumb on that with the the more twist the heavier your bullet you want it would stabilize a heavier bullet typically right okay the, the burger burger bullets has a, a sheet you can go look through and see what twist would, would work best for your rifle oh, okay or bullet for that twist okay. so yeah but I'm, i mean i'm excited about them but right now they only have three factory rounds that are made, all made by Hornaday. They're all they're 103, 105, and 108, I, I think, right. grains. Um, we're running the 103s because they're the hunter, but I know a lot of people that are really enjoying the match. match yeah. I think it's the 108s mm-hmm. out of them. Um, I wouldn't be opposed to using. It's just once I got something that I like, I'm going to keep running until I have a reason not to. But right. You should be able to load the same size bullet. That's what I was trying to say. Same size bullet is like the 243 and the 6mm yeah. so Creedmoor. 6mm, yep. Yeah. Anything 6mm So, I mean, you have the 87s, you have the 70s, the 58s. 58s. Yeah, yeah. And it's running, I think the 103s are like 2,800 feet per second. I would like to push it over 3,000. That's why I agree. I'd like to see if like an 87, let's say, would mm-hmm. get over 3,000. And still have a lot of kinetic energy. And still right. have a lot of, yeah, right. a heavy a lot of weight behind it. But for coyotes, for coyotes, right? Yeah. So. Which once again, which is nice with that six arc, the one hundred three, it's kind of a nice round for both coyotes and deer, right? Um, whereas eighty seven, I mean, I guess you could. I had two forty three rounds that were ninety grains that right. I was running for mm-hmm. for deer, so I guess you know you're you're good there too. But um, all it contributes to your bullet coefficient and knockdown power. I mean, just depending on what you're. Yeah, and then you gotta you gotta take and you gotta coagulate the molecular structure and make sure it's. <laughs> compository correct well really shot placement (laughs) shot placement is all that matters i mean yeah stop being normal i'm just trying to he's over over coagulating the triangular (laughs) square root of barometric pressure i've had some really good results with 39 grain you know sierra blitz kings out of 204 yeah just vaporized coyotes i mean she's running seven thousand feet per second 40 Well, they're about 4,200, honestly, on yeah. a, you know, 32 grain bullet out of those. The, the 32 grains that I bought from you were, were 3,200 or 4,200 feet per second. Right. 
and I honestly think they are hitting harder than my uh, 223 55 grains. Mm -hmm. I don't exit. (laughs) No. And I know that I, so I have a little range set behind the house, 100, 200, 300. It was about 10 mile an hour wind uh, one day, and I shot the 55 grains out of 223, and I had to hold over uh, four to six inches, let's say. Mm -hmm. The 204, I didn't have to hold over any. It was cutting that wind at 300 yards. Yeah, I was honestly surprised. A 32-grain bullet cutting the wind, but it was going so fast. Yeah. I'm also Yeah, I thought forward. it was a right around 4,000. I'm getting ready to uh, build a 22 Creedmoor also. I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah. So. I thought you had a 22 Creedmoor. I have one ordered, a barrel ordered for it, but I haven't. What was the night gun that you were running? That did 22 Nosler. 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 Yep. That's okay. the one okay. you kept having. You yeah. had a 22 something. So you're going to bust that back out now that you've fixed the mag problem, right? Uh, not. Or are you mean, just. You I've just got a lot of ammo. Or are you just that, divorcing that gun? No, no. That, that, that gun's a, divorced. So <laughs> you have. We said he can't have it. Hey, that yeah. gun killed a lot more dogs last year than it did the year previous. It did. It cost us a couple tournaments it did. the year before. Yeah. We had one tournament alone. I think it was four or five dogs got away from us. Just couldn't figure it out. Yeah. Hit dogs. Really, get. and yeah, the yeah. part that's aggravating Causes. is the most simple fix. And I, but I really, you think know, like that, you know, you got to spend some time getting your thermals shooting right yeah. because if, and if you don't know your equipment, which back to my fault, you know, uh, didn't spend the time with it, getting it sighted in correctly, and you really need to focus on that whenever you're going to the thermal game. Right, and we always I need to a, shoot mine more. Yeah, absolutely. We always run a backup gun. We always have an extra gun in the yeah. truck, whether we're daytime hunting or nighttime hunting, just in case something does happen. Crossing fences. See, that's what, that's what pisses me off. I fall had down. This. Who does that? Oh, man. We fall down a lot. You've got to be honest. That's a lot. That's what it's pisses me time. off about this whole year, honestly. And Austin's going to hang me for this. But I had this big plan <laughs> to have the six arc. I mean, so the my IRA – there's three zero profiles in this, the main profile that you can use. So all you got to do is click two buttons. And so let's say you, you get a dog that comes out at 200. You can zero that that uh, thermal in at 200, and you just click one, two, and it brings you to profile two, which is zero, two, 200 yards. If you want to zero it at 300, boom, boom, same thing. And then you're just holding right on the animal. I was I was gonna have it zeroed in on the six arc, ready to go. I was gonna have the twenty two fifty just nails, and I'm still waiting on my freaking suppressor. Uh-huh. And I was supposed to have that thing a lot longer before now. <laughs> well, I'm really looking forward to you getting yours because that means I'm getting that much closer to me getting my second and third. Yeah, so. well, I'm glad. I'm I'm glad for you, and I'm still waiting on mine. And we'll see. <laughs> Same. I mean, if you can afford it, suppressors, the way you go all day long. Oh yeah. If you got, Let's talk about that. It's what, before yeah. we get into everything. I mean. I think everybody you, in this room now, and I think it's honestly, I, I, I do think I suppressors are something you have to experience mm-hmm. to really understand the benefit the the benefit of spending almost a thousand dollars. Honestly, I, I'm going to throw a disclaimer out there with this because now that I have one, I'll never hunt without it. Agreed. But Andy and I have a partner, Jared, who does not have one, and when we did our tournament there two weeks ago. And we had a single dog come out. I shot, I was shooting a 300 blackout subsonic that we we took it because we have a spot that's a shotgun spot, but you can't take a shotgun on most of these tournaments. So I designated this gun just for that. Well, we were we were halfway goofing around because we thought that we're no way we're in this tournament. Right. And he goes, if a coyote comes in at this spot, because it's one spot that this gun works for, he goes, if it comes in at the oddball angle that's 100 yards, shoot it anyway. So I did, and one of us, I, we don't even know who hit it because it takes so long for that 1,000 feet per second 
208 grain bullet to get to 100 yards <laughs> that the 22 250 that fired right behind me probably got there first <laughs> <laughs> and, and but he shot within two minutes the second dog came out at 20 yards and i shot it and i mean we were sitting there giggling because all you hear is it sounds like you're pulling the the charging handle on this ar and then the bullet hits the coyote right like, it's ridiculous but then two stands later we call it in in a solid double we won two three and dumped both of them and jared put a follow-up shot in his that was helicopter in which it was going down it was a heart shot coyote but so he shot twice we giggle for 30 seconds and the third dog comes out at 10 yards i believe and, you guys do a lot of giggling when i'm not there <laughs> we have a lot of fun <laughs> they have more fun but i mean sure that happens but i mean the benefits the game is being one of them. I right. mean, sure. And all I, the only disclaimer I'm throwing out is for the people that are listening saying, oh, well, all these guys are suppressed. I can't afford to be suppressed. You don't have to be, no, but it helps. <laughs> right. I'm still not suppressed. <laughs> so uh, I'm, I'm hoping to be suppressed, you know. But to me, I I was one of those dudes. I mean, two years ago, I was one of those dudes like, suppressors are stupid. Russell was the only person I knew at the time that had one. And I'm like, okay. And he never ran them whenever we would hunt together because we ne- we, we weren't, weren't suppressed. So he was so like, like, he was like what's, what's the point? And so I'm like, yeah, why, why would I go spend $1,000 and go do this stupid trust and all this crap? <laughs> and and then you might have got yours second. And then I used yours one time. And then we went night hunting with you. And I'm like, okay, this is pretty freaking sweet. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it, it changed the way I shoot. For, th- for me, the biggest thing, honestly, just for me personally, is – Sure, the hearing side of it, like my ears aren't ringing if I shoot while we're hunting, because who's wearing ear protection when they're hunting? Right. I'm not. But when you can shoot and just, it's like you never shot anything. You're still sitting right on the animal. I mean, so your follow-up shots, it's just easier to to get things done. Um, Your target shift, there is none. There is no target shift anymore, you know. <laughs> yeah, I was. Yeah, we were. We went out on a trip to Colorado for an elk hunt, and I go. I tag along, and I always just coyote hunt when they go elk hunt out there. But uh, we had a coyote come in or three. I don't remember. Three of them coming in. End up shooting, and Cody's packing a three hundred wind mag, and he <laughs> loads this thing on these coyotes, and I'm like, dude, this is that's not fun. You just broke the whole mountain with. You know? <laughs> it was terrible, but. Well, I I do agree with you, Nate, because I put a five year old on an AR here two months ago with a a suppressor on it there's no way i could have got him on it without it but the gun was literally dead as far as movement yeah whenever he was shooting i believe he shot it and went (sighs) oh dude the kid gunpowder the kid loves the smell of black powder well i mean think about brindley and you know yeah i mean we had that deal with deer season like she was scared of the gun not shooting it but just the percussion and everything I mean, because we practiced practiced out at Russell's, you know, and she shot it two or three times or however much. And she was dead on every time, but she's like, Dad, I just don't like shooting it. I do not like shooting it. And it it. It was unsuppressed. Yeah, unsuppressed. I mean, AR, whatever. Had you... had you had she practiced with with a suppressed gun up front, I think it would have made a world difference. difference. A world difference. But, I mean, and that's the psychological thing with kids. But at the same time, I, I... when you're teaching young kids and stuff like that with guns, I think that it's good to let them shoot with the suppressor, but I think it's also good to shoot without it because they need to understand how much 
power is there and the, it's, not, it's not it's not a toy, toy. yeah this is right. very true you know, no that yep. makes a lot of sense so I, I like the the fact that it opens up your range i guess so like you can call closer right than you can unsuppressed in my head you know instead of making this one property however whatever the case may be oh we can get one set in here you might be able to reach it over a hill yeah yeah yeah, and and do two sets on something like that that and hunting at night man yeah i don't want people to know i'm hunting you know you don't don't want people knowing feel uh and maybe it's just because like we're new to it. We were together. It, I felt like after we got done shooting five, six rounds unsuppressed at the couch, I'm like, we got, we got to do something Someone's wrong. Someone's calling the yeah. cops on us. Even well, though, by the, the way, thing. we're not doing anything wrong. No, but you're firing it's just a, a rifle courtesy at thing night. To do, you yeah, know what right. I mean? Yeah, yeah. for your neighbors, a neighbor didn't want to hear you. Yeah. Shooting and if you're them. tournament hunting, you don't want to have a run in with you know the sheriff to come out and find out. Hey, we're we're going to take up 45 minutes of your time going over these numbers and you know making sure that yeah, that could be two lost dogs. Yeah, yeah. So. That's something to consider no, also. I agree. But I'm sitting here twiddling my freaking thumbs because surprise, surprise, maybe I shouldn't say this. <laughs> surprise, surprise, the 90 days has taken a shit ton longer than 90 days. Yeah. <laughs> It'll so, be worth it when you get it. So I yeah. went with a, a cousin of mine that went and bought <laughs> bought one here. It better be this year. A month ago, probably. And the guy behind the counter was saying that they have shut off. They are not reviewing any of the new entries after a certain date until they get caught up that could be true i hope it's after mine <laughs> i know i know at one point they were still working on the paper apps mm-hmm. before they went to the e-file yeah, e-fi. did do that but i heard yeah. they were done with i heard the they're done with them can't you go to silence code's website and check out their it's lead at times eight months stuff? Okay. it's a eight, it's been we're, eight, we're okay. right at eight months and i was pretty religious about checking that and every time i check it'd be a month ahead or month right. month extra month it's been on eight months for a while now, which and worries I, me. We're in our eight, eighth month, so, so we'll see. How do you tend? Like, I have no idea how to go in and even log in to check and see what the status of mine is, because like whenever there I, is no way you yeah. have no idea. So before, whenever you could say, yeah, yeah your cat, your tax stamp has been cashed. Now you don't know anything. No, you just I mean, you, your well, you could get on your like for me, I can get on my silencer shop app. Right. It'll say if my tax stamp is available. But it's not right. because it's already done. cashed it. Right. That's yeah. the only way I would know. And I even called out there and tried talking to them. They're just saying it's, it's just right. going to say pending. Yeah. That's all yeah. I'm going to tell you. Pending. You're pending, sir. Yeah. Yeah. It's crap. Cool. I'll talk to you tomorrow. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. Anything you involve the federal government in, it's not going to be great. I mean, it's <laughs> so. just it always makes me laugh, and I, I'm not like, I'm not like uh, pushing for the opposite. But it's funny that a tool that is for a gun. That helps with hearing protection and, you know, recoil and those things. A tool is illegal until right. you pay us $250. Now it's legal. But the actual gun itself, you can, you can be bought, you can have bought in half an hour as long as you run a background check, which I'm not wanting that to change, but it's just hilarious. Well, you me. are. You're wanting it to change the other way. You want to be able to go I, in I and purchase buy the, a, pr- it should a be suppressor more, and walk out. Dude, I'm cool with doing a background efficient yeah. right. yeah. process. There's got to be a different, yeah, there's got to be a more, it's 2000 freaking 22. We got to take 10 months to, you know, buy a tool for an item. It just don't make any sense, but yeah. Anyway, all right. Let's talk about some other gear we're running. Um, let's see uh, calls. I mean, we're all probably running. Well, I'm running a new call just because of this. Calder, you enough. actually cost me some money. I'm, I'm sorry. Telling you that <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's that cost quite a few of us yeah. some money. Let me tell you. But uh, uh, well, for several reasons. But I've got a new call this year. I guess I'll just start. So on my calls, I've got a Fox Pro Shockwave. Still a big fan of the TX 1000 remote. Um, I would like to try an X. 24 and x2s but, i'm gonna have one of those um they're pretty sick and then mm-hmm. i've also got a lucky duck roughneck 
because of you. Good. But <laughs> the the biggest reason I ended up buying that Roughneck is because my shockwave went down last year. Right. And Prox Pro took care of it, but I was still without a call for two weeks. Now I'm going to have two calls. One's going to be in the truck, maybe even in the pack. I don't know, but I'm going to have at least an extra call in the truck every time we go so that if I have something like that happen again in the middle of a tournament or day of hunting, I've got a backup, a backup call sitting yeah. right there. Um, but, dude, that Roughneck is just loud. Yeah. I mean, that night we went night hunting. It was windy, and he was just I think screaming. I, I like packing that thing in and out a lot better, too. Well, it's got a nice handle. Yeah, it's a little yeah. easier to tow it around, I feel like. Could be wrong. And I like the what I like about the Roughneck is the um, – I'm not as familiar with Lucky Duck's remotes, but the Lucky Duck remote on that Roughneck – is a good digital raised um, oh, raised button type of remote, right? Comparable to like to the TX one thousand right. with Fox yep. Pro. Yep. I don't think it's as nice right. as far as the remote goes, but it's pretty nice. Right. And some of those, like I had a first, I think I had it Fox Pro Inferno back in the day. Something like that. It was a just tiny. Thing. The remote itself wasn't, you know, it did the job. It was a good call, but um, I really enjoy that those nicer remotes on those yep. things. And then I've got just basic sounds in them, and I've, I've paid for some extra sounds, sure. But you got the MFK sounds yet? I do. I've got okay. some of them. Got several. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I hear those things are freaking awesome. I hear a lot of good things about them. <laughs> Their sounds. I got the. Did, did you get yours from uh, Tony? No, Tolette. Rick. Rick. Uh, yeah. yeah, I've got. Yeah, yeah. So I've I've got all his sounds on. Yeah. Rick. yeah, yeah. So it's top notch nice. guy. He takes care of us every time we need something from him. Nice. I wish I had uh, more James patient. Bostock on the Icotech calls. He does a real good job taking yeah. care of people and give. And the guy's got so much information. If you ever need to reach out, he's a great guy to talk to. Also, I've never I've never tried an Icotech. We messed with them at the uh, Iowa Deer Classic mm-hmm. last year. Um, remember they played them right? In the middle right. Of the, yeah. There's a uh, crowd of people walking by. He's like, and we're like, well, how he's loud, like, how loud this. does this go? He goes, I think to ten. Click and just blared it right yeah. at these people. Right. <laughs> yeah, those are loud. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you run any type of decoy? Typically, no. I'm thinking about. Tell me what you think of this. So the Shockwave has a decoy. We're going to stay attachment. on calls first, or yeah, okay. But the Shockwave has a decoy attachment you can put on it. But it's so gigantic on the back of that thing. Right. I don't see the point of running a decoy unless you're specifically I've, after cats. I've been running a decoy and had coyotes come in. They see the decoy and they're like, "No, I'm out." Yeah. Well, and see, I agree with you. I they, want them to stop. Make them find. They the stop sound. looking. Yeah. yeah. But I, ha- I've had two in the summertime, playing rodent distress or something like that, where they'll see it and they sprint, and then you have to bark them to a stop. Right. Yeah. So I've quit running them just for that yeah. reason. Well, I thought about. So I don't run a decoy anymore either. I've taken that. Uh, I've taken that thing off. Right. But I thought about buying like um, Icotech makes, I believe, a just an. Sticks like a little in sticks in the ground. I think Fox Pro has one also. I, yeah. have, I, have, I have one. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Yeah. Um, so if you wanted it, you could take it out there, turn it on when you sit your stuff down, but it's not part of your call. Mm-hmm. So it's not taking up more room. And, you know, like, uh, I don't know about Lucky Duck's decoy setup, but the they Fox have. Pro one is just a, it's a little cumbersome on the back of that call. Right. Icotech's the same way. Yeah. Lucky Duck is actually built right into it. But That's what I thought. I don't know if yeah. the Roughneck is, but the Revolt. No, the Roughneck. No, the Revolt. The Revolt oh, has. I mean, it's literally in my handle. Revolt, pop it in, and I can control it on and, and off super, from the. That's nice. Super Revolt. Yeah, Super Revolt. Side. I don't have that one yet. But okay, so you're using the what? The Revolt. Yep, I have the Lucky Duck Revolt. Um, I got a problem. I don't know, ten, twenty, extra Rick sounds on there. I was impatient, and I should have ordered from Rick, and uh, I bought you really it. Really should have. 
It was like 150 uh, sounds. I had yeah, gift cards uh, to a major box store and, uh, you know. You had a couple way. run-ins with Rick. He's a great guy to deal with. Yeah, good guy. <laughs> he really is, though. Yeah. Took care of me. <laughs> my shot call. <laughs> you, you, I'm sorry, you what? Yeah. You, yeah. Say that more yeah. clearly because I couldn't understand that. Yeah. yeah. I shot remember, a call. Remember, you're talking in a mic, so you need to enunciate. You, you shot happened. it with a gun? With a rifle, yes. That happened. Caller couldn't shoot his call, coyote fast enough, so I had to wait, and it got too close, and the call got in the way. Is what happened on that set. Uh, what? Was that the first one? Yeah, wait. wait see, that, that's not the story I heard. Wait, there's there's been two. Wait a minute. There's been two now. <laughs> huh. So, did you have to call him twice? Yeah, I did call him twice. <laughs> <laughs> Same time. Did this, he re- this uh, guy. Please said, did he remember did you buy, from the first one? He did. I did. He did cut me a deal, and I got every sound he does have. Yeah. I do have now. Yeah. Nice. That's so worth that's it right awesome. there. I'll shoot mine. <laughs> yeah, he, he's Maybe a good guy to deal with, with, honestly. Do it for me. Anybody? Most most of the guys in the coyote hunting world are yes. pretty good guys yeah. to deal with. I mean, yeah. whether you're going with MFK, James Bostock, Tony TV. Yeah. Rick Flett, all those guys got great quality sounds. Yeah, good. He he doesn't make sounds, but one of my favorite people to talk to coyote hunting is John Collins. Oh, yeah, John's uh, good people. Yeah, yeah. he runs yeah. all the MF, MFK. Yeah, sounds. He, he's a fox. Oh, he works for Fox, fox Pro. Yeah, Fox Pro MFK. It's, yeah. it's kind of the same thing now because they're exclusive. exclusive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So so yeah, we got let's see a roughneck shockwave revolt revolt. Micah, you running anything? No, whatever the hell I got. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> I, I used to have a Fox Pro. It's kind of like the Inferno. All right, something like that. It was an older one. Yeah. But uh, my brother's using it now. So, like, or okay. it is your brother's. Kind of. <laughs> I mean, he kind of bought it, but he he doesn't hunt. I, don't know. I, I could probably go grab it back. <laughs> my brother has my call that he bought and, you know, it's whatever. But. Uh, Russell, well, he never goes hunting. Russell actually has a, because uh, he still brings it, I It's think. the same one. He's, he's, no, he's, he's got, got a Fox Pro, Fox Pro Fusion. <gasps> That's it, then. That's what it's I the have. Fusion, yeah, which is, they don't make anymore, which is a cool. No, yeah, it's like nice, compact, yeah. dual speakers. You yeah. know, you can do... You know, obviously the remotes are, you know, a little old school, but they work. I like the Revolt just because uh, you get the option of spinning mm-hmm. also. Absolutely. Is that what you get? Yeah. I run the Revolt also, yep. So there was something that made me pick the Roughneck over the Revolt, and I don't remember what it was at the time. So at the time, I think that it's the backlit display was the, the remote. remote. If yes. you're doing night hunting, you're going to want the Super Revolt yeah. or the Roughneck. And I didn't want to – the Super Revolt just came out at that time, Which, I believe. It does. And it's, it was like 900 bucks. It's nice. It's just – a little bulky it's a little for what bulky. I like. Yeah. The, the super revolt is it's huge. Is it really the screen? Yeah. I can put the screen like night mode, but like my buttons, I have right. to do it by feel. Right. At night, yeah. Right. You do? So the, they the, should be backlit. They're not on the revolt. Remote oh, is not on the backlit. roughneck. They are. Yeah. 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 yeah and I think that's that, that's why I chose it then. Yeah. So you're running the revolt. I do. You're still running your roughneck, Brandon. I got yeah. Yeah. Did you just say five? He's got five. We've got backup calls. Well, the backup when you calls. hunt with Cody, you've got to have a backup call. <laughs> when, you're shot, <laughs> when you're shooting one every other set, you've got to go sit on the other side of this hill. You're good. You're good. All right, you got to have so you got the body armor duck for the call. Yeah. What else you got? Uh, we've got uh, – I have a Revolt. I have a Super Revolt, and then I have uh, two Icotex, the Outlaw, and then uh, I have a Fox Pro Shockwave also with some mfk so what do you think about those icotech i've never seen an icotech hurt been on a set with one do you i mean are they are they the higher end icotech calls yeah yeah they're they're top of the line and some of them have the tony tv sounds and the james bostock sounds on those all the bostock sounds actually so right uh for me and then i've got a wildlife tech also uh it's a little more analog it's a good speaker we'll put it this way what is your number one choice 
You're, they're all sitting you, there. You got all sitting there. You only get one. Like you, you're going to be mad if he shoots this one. I probably go with the roughneck. Yeah, it's just the lightest, smallest, easy to carry. It's the That's only nice. thing I don't like about it is it doesn't have the spin feature. Uh, there are some fixes for that out there that you can buy mm-hmm. battery packs and stuff that and just put, put it on somebody it. out there moving around. Yeah, Cody just stands out there in a circle. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I used, to, like, I used to hunt with a guy that did that. See, and, like we would just keep he would just keep what? the call and he would. Oh, just, well, that's the thing. I mean, a coyote just, doesn't just stand in one spot and right. howl one direction. You yeah. know, he just throw your sound different directions, or you hit, have some coyotes talking back to you over here that you realize that you've got the speaker you know, the wrong way. You turn you know, it at the same time. Around. So, like my shockwave. And maybe it's just because I, I don't – it has what's called – it's got two different things. It's got Fox um, where you can run two sounds at one time, mm-hmm. Fox Fusion. The, the Super Revolt will do that also. And then it's also got where it'll move a sound. I can't remember what the hell it's called, Fox Fade or Fox something. Fox Pitch. Oh, okay. yeah. Fox Pitch. Okay. Yeah. I never use it. Right. And and the Shockwave, you can you know obviously unhook the speakers and right. you can point them different directions, but I just don't really use it. Uh and so I never really noticed that, like on my roughneck. I don't. It's not something I even think about. I have a shockwave, and I, I'm just the volume just doesn't seem it's like a little, it's there. It's a little quiet. I. That's the only thing I can run across there. So that's what I'm running, and I was having that problem too until I elevated it. Right. Yeah. So now I carry a, a little tripod, tripod that Andy yeah. gave me. That once I elevated it, it it took care of a lot of issues. I thought. Well, and didn't you have a speaker go out? Correct. So I was going to bring that up. I'm I'm a Fox Pro guy for life, just because of that. So I was trying to kill 50 coyotes in a calendar year, daytime. Well, all except for, I think I killed five at night that I counted. But uh, I was in like a, a two-week window of hitting my, my 365 days, and I was six coyotes shy. And uh, I called one in. I, I finished the stand with Pup Distress playing out of one speaker and killed the coyote. And the ne- that night I got home and I sent it to him. Like I had it boxed up, ready to go. It went out the next day. And told him, I said, I don't know what's wrong with it. I know one speaker's working, and that's it. Just fix it. I, like, just let me <laughs> let me know what I owe you. They called me back the day after they got it, and we're like, Yeah, we got it fixed. Um, we went ahead and upgraded all the speakers because put, you had you had one that had gone bad, and we've got better speakers, so we just replaced them all. They put the X Wave speakers in it, right? Is the the understanding I have? I mean, that's I would kind of what I, they I thought they told that, you. That's that's the assumption they gave me, and. Uh, there's like, yeah, so uh, we upgraded all your speakers to our latest speaker, and uh, you don't even know shipping. I'm like, what? I had yeah. it back within two weeks, of course, and then yeah. building a house, I kind of shut everything down. But I, I really think that yours is much louder, much more clear with those newer speakers you got just yeah. from hunting with you previous and then hunting with you now. Way more volume, way more clarity with yeah. the upgraded speakers. Well, and you were talking about the two features you don't use. Do you use them? I use Fox, Fox Fusion often. Whenever I want to get, like, if I, because I don't have all the sounds I want, but I've found ways from listening to your guys' episode with John Collins to create some of the sounds I want, like a coyote fight and stuff like that. But uh, the the fox pitch, I'll play with it on, on with the wind, depending on what the wind's doing. So yeah, and see, I use my own version of fox pitch, which I'm not moving the sound obviously, mm-hmm. but I'll just sit there and turn the volume up right. and down with oh, my, that's, with my that's phone. constant. Yeah. I'll wear out three sets of batteries in the remote yeah. before I wear out batteries in the call. Uh, so that's my version of it. But uh, that's just because it. I like if you're listening to it, it sounds weird if it's just this one monotone sound for yeah. you know a minute or whatever. So I'll just kind of like you know go up, well, down. And, and if you think about it, 
if something has a rabbit down and you're <laughs> playing distress, that rabbit's not just going to lay there and squall. It's going to be flopping around and stuff like that. So the the sound's going to change. Yeah. I listened to rabbit for about 20 minutes, and I was like, what is going on? I look over Brandon, he's sleeping on it. That was a long, <laughs> that was a long what tournament. What is going on? We've got to get up. got to get some shut-eye in. I finally tapped my shoulder. I was like, the rabbit has to die eventually. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. That's good. Yeah, but, I mean, there's all kinds of calls out there. I mean, just yeah, like yeah. on this. And on once this, you learn your sounds, you know. Yeah, well, you can call coyotes with any call. I think. Yeah, I think it's really about getting familiar with your equipment, like you were saying with yeah. shooting. I mean, calling's an art form too. You have to know what you need to do right. and how to do it. Well, it's an, I remember it's the first time art form. Mm-hmm. First time I went with Brandon, he, I, don't know, I had like the one of the real crappy Icotex. You took yours and you like just put like this big speaker out there. Then you got this remote that had a bunch of numbers. He starts pulling out cue cards. Yep. With the codes on them to play the sounds he wanted, and I was like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Like, <laughs> and he starts punching numbers, and that thing just blares. I don't even know what the call that was, but that's been what five, six years ago, probably. It's been longer than that. I was back in our softball days. Yeah, my softball. Your days. softball days. My softball. Well, I slowed down last year. I'm, I'm, I'm retired. Yeah, yeah. No, and I think that's the other thing is like getting used to what you're caught. Like I still. For whatever reason, for our tournament team, I've turned into our caller. Russell really doesn't do it anymore, but no. uh, I enjoy doing it. But then I always I second guess myself, especially if we have a, like a bad day. All right, so it's one, and we've seen one damn dog all day or whatever. You're like, okay, there's gonna be days like that. I suck. It happens. And then I really enjoy going with other people, but other people also mess with me because right. well, like the last time you Austin, you and I went hunting mm-hmm. together, uh, Austin was calling and. I'm just sitting there, like, absorbing what he's doing in. I'm going, this is not what I would be doing right, right. now. Yeah. I wonder if this it, it is didn't a better work that idea. Day either. You know, so you're <laughs> like, well, but that makes you go, I wonder if this is yeah. better, which I think, you know, teach their own. Like, I'm more of a coyote vocals user than maybe I should be than, like, on the distress side. Sometimes I, I lean towards using coyote vocals more. Right. All the time almost. Right. Where I might go into distress at the end. Or if I want to change something up throughout the day, but other people might do more distress to start stuff off. For me, you know, it, it depends, depends on the time of day. Yeah. Um, or like even you last year, like when we were night hunting, I'm like, okay. Yeah, we didn't. I mean, night hunting, I, I don't play It's totally different. I don't yeah. Yeah. too much at all. <laughs> yeah. Which you weren't doing any stress. And it's a different season. You're a lot yeah. more aggressive than I've ever been calling yeah. at night. Like, you just got after it. You, but, yep. That's I noticed. I, I I play, wait for a while, play, wait for a while. You gotta figure those coyotes are running on their feet at night, you know. Yeah. If if they're gonna be out running that night. They're and coming. there are there's nights where they don't move. I mean no, you, know, you don't see nights. them much. We don't. And then there's other nights where you can't do anything wrong. Do you ever right. notice actually I'm thinking about having someone on sometime and having a show about this. This was an idea from <laughs> Russell, so shout out to him by the way. Do you notice a best time of night on movement? I don't know. Berries. Uh, if I had to guess and say our best sets are usually like mid morning. It seems like it just turns on o'clock. or turns off. Like they're so you'll have about two hour window and they're it's full on. Yeah. We got dogs every set. Yeah, and then over four, just, five, six dogs, and then yeah. it just that's it. And see, I almost think there's more variables than there are deer hunting. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. Like, because I I'm basing this off sitting in a deer stand. I walked to the stand and there was a hard hard frost on the ground. Climbed up in the stand, and I knew this area, there's a lot of coyotes in there, and I knew there was a den close. I just didn't know where. 
Well, I'm sitting there watching deer, not caring about it. And I look down and 60 yards in front of me, I watch a coyote crawl out of a brush pile and stretch great big. And it's eight o'clock. The, the, the frost is burnt off the ground. I'm like, well, that's exactly what he's doing. He's waiting for that frost to come off the ground to start moving around because yeah. the sunshine on him is going to keep him warm. Yeah. So, well, that, that's Russell's theory at night is he almost feels like sometimes like right at first dark or whatever, right at sunset, they start sounding off. They find each other. They get grouped up and then they chill almost until then they really get going, you know, two in the morning, midnight, three, you know, whatever, midnight to three o'clock. And then they start, you know, dispersing again and going to where Making they're going to go. Making their way and, back home. Yeah. Right. yeah. And he's like, I almost wonder if we should just go to bed until midnight if we're just going to go hunting. Yeah, some terms we and don't then get, get started until, you know, 9, 10 o'clock. Yeah, really? we'll, wait. Yeah. we'll wait until a little later in the night to get going. And you, you would down, think, you know, first dark would be like. It don't you know, matter. I sh- term of time, you go up and show up at Brandon's house. You better just sit in the truck for an hour until he gets dressed and ready to go. <laughs> well, you got pack, you it got could be a day term, man. The, the problem there. with all the hunting clothes with so many pockets and so yeah. many different places to put things. Doesn't I got to make sure I've got everything. Yeah, see, I'm the guy who drops stuff. Yeah. See, I've taken Russell's Gloves. approach this year, and I'm going it, like back. bare minimum. I got it back. Minimalist. Yeah, yeah. I'm going bare minimum. I'm going to. Like with our new Athlon. Must be nice not have to worry about a call. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll go grab it for you if you want. <laughs> but I'm gonna take I'm gonna be packing my Athlon tripod that's got a strap on it, so I can just throw that over, throw my gun, and then I'll carry my chair. I mean, if I take a chair. So You know, one of the biggest things that we've come across is you know, you come up to a fence, a T post crosser. Carry that thing Especially in your pocket. My short ass. That'd be nice. Yeah. I need, See, I need to, to find one of those. We need to do you can get them on Amazon. They Amazon. scare me $20. because I feel like I might impale myself on a T-post someday, but, you know. $20 on Amazon. I if you're fall. ordering one right now, Andy, Wait, order are two. You, are you the same guy as me, Cody? Are you a faller also? Man, I me? went over this fence. Wait, and didn't I you show up at a tournament with a boot on? Yeah, I hunted. Well, I hunted all last year with a broken arm. I waited to have surgery until it was done. Dude, you and me, I mean, I haven't gotten injured like you. But I'm that guy that, like, gets ha- mostly over a fence and then catches his crotch and then ends up falling yeah. over it or hmm. crossing a ditch. You know, I'll fall, like, up the other side. Yeah. Like, I went over a cattle fence, and I hit the frost and straight racked myself. and fell straight backwards <laughs> with my gun. Fell off the fence, straight on my back. It's, Ooh, remember a couple it's years ago, I, I slipped on the ice and yeah, fell right that, on my gun. You felt hard, too, yeah. man. I was going to get out of the truck, and we were parked on a little bit of a hill, stepped out on the road. It was a solid sheet of ice. I put both heels on the ice, didn't even think about it, and I was on the ground. I don't think I put any weight on my feet, but my dude, I'm my not kidding. Hard. So we're walking, we're walking down this creek, and it's the creek's froze over, and we we start to turn, and I fall, and I'm not kidding you. All of my weight landed right on my gun scope, like just boom, and. They look at me and they're like, "Are you right?" I'm like, "Well, I am because my gun took the entire freaking fall." But uh, that's when you just bust out the backup and keep on rolling. Don't even think twice. Didn't exist at the time, which that was a rough day anyway. That was man. Me. But um, okay, so calls as as everybody listening. There's uh, all kinds of different options out there, and if if you're if you're as the kids say, balling on a budget, just uh. I mean, get grab grab some hand calls, and there's some cheaper ones. I mean, hand calls work. The shockwave is like well, last I checked was like five hundred dollar call. Yeah, you can get it used on Facebook all day long with downloaded sounds for four hundred and fifty bucks. That's what I do. Yeah, or or uh, 
you can get like the inferno you can get like or the basic ones. Work. Yeah, they will 100%. do the job. And I really think if you're just starting out, you really should start with hand calls, you know, mouth calls and rabbit distress type stuff because you need to learn the animal more than you get all this call with all these sounds mm-hmm. and you don't even know what you did, but a coyote showed up. Yeah, right. you know. or you educate them. Learn it. Yeah, learn it. <laughs> yeah, learn I think the animal. I hate. I hate that they're smart. We'll supplement. Yeah. Like there's been times I've been calling, and Austin always has a mouth call with him, and I'll stop for a while. And just a, it's a whole different sound. Yeah, absolutely. And there'll be nights like we'll be right before dark. I've noticed last year they'll respond to him, mm-hmm. but not respond to any call I have on there. Right. He'll respond to that mouth call. They've heard it before and had a bad, you know, running mm-hmm. with it. One of my favorite things living where I live, there's a lot of coyotes around. And I like just going outside and sitting at, at mm-hmm. dusk yeah, listening. and just listening to them. I know where those are. I know where those are. I know. I know where they're <laughs> yeah. Well, then you start learning what they're saying yeah. from the calls. Mm-hmm. Or, well, that, okay, that one's that's a you know interrogation. They're trying to find the pack. Oh, there they are. So they're responding to that one. Mm-hmm. Well, that one's pissed off. It's challenging those. There's going to be a fight in a minute. And sure enough, you wait long enough, you might hear it. Yeah, it's fun. All right, let's talk about uh, tripods. I know that's or or how are we stabilizing our our rifles? So which I think we're all using tripods. So are we all? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Austin, you go first. So I've got the Bog Death Grip. Um, and you will not. I will, I will never <laughs> leave a two-axis platform. I cannot do it. The ball will never exist in my world. <laughs> and then whatever $10 Bass Pro Special tripod chair I can find to set behind it. So, Brandon? Uh, I'm sitting on – for daytime, I'm sitting uh, in a slide dog <laughs> – a slide dog chair pack that, you know, fits over your back. Just jump up and take it with you. Yep. Uh, for the tripod, I'm running a fat boy with the invert 60 – ball head on that i'm running a two two section one for night it's a little faster setup and then during the day i'm going to a three section so that it's a little bit shorter so i can nice use that so it kind of surprises me you still you, you sit on the ground constantly in the daytime yeah slide I, I just try to sit there and you know stay calm don't make any movements wait for that coyote to show up figure out what i got to do to get on him to get him shot that slide dog is a lot like that alps pack that which i really like because his yeah he has yeah. the legs yeah. on it our alps pack which I have the turkey version I use right. sometimes, mm-hmm. uh, but it has the built-in chair and right. the the so I, yeah. I started elevating myself just because you can see just a Me little too. better. Well, sure. Hell, I I stood up two weeks ago and yeah. shot one at twenty yards. I mean, right. I, I was standing in a hedgerow. It's all about cover, yeah. right? I mean, yeah, get you a nice backdrop. Mm-hmm. Should be good. movement more than anything. I mean, I don't think they're exactly like deer, but once again, I think they, they, got, really, movement. they got really good eyes yeah. and movement. Is gonna just really depends get on it. your scenario. And yeah. yeah, I mean, you've got a pretty good idea which direction the coyotes can come in, which way the wind's blowing. You got to put him in an open area to where you can get your shot. So. Yeah, you yeah. standing at night. Oh yeah, yeah. Night hunting is totally different than day hunting. Yeah. Right. the way we set up. Right. You can be a little more. Uh, you can be a lot more aggressive, lazy, almost in your setups at night. Don't want to. You still got to. Don't want to. Yeah. Yeah. But um, so like a nice cloudy dark night would be oh, nice because then you can yeah. pretty much stand anywhere where right. you're not going to stand in the middle You'll of a field. You'll call coyotes in at night where you would never call them in during the day. Yeah. Which is fun. You know, just some of the stuff. We'll talk about some stories, but Brandon or Cody, what are you running? I run the slide dog also. And then also I run, uh, same setup as Brandon almost, but I run the Reaper grip. And you run the two vets, right? Two vets. Yeah. Two I vets do. Trip. I got to do the two vets. No name? No name. Yeah. So is the Reaper grip, is that like a... Like a clamp? clamp. It's a clamp on like top, and it just, just tightens on, and I let go. I actually, a lot of times I carry 
it attached to my rifle walking in. Mm-hmm. I just hold the tripod just walking in. With, Dude, that makes sense. Cause I, I trust it. Yeah, because I, 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 I bought a clamp or whatever. Yeah. And I leave it clamped all, all times I'm walking in. No, I'm That's having nice. trouble with some of my guns finding the arc. They're not built for the arc rail. And so most of those tripods run, you know, arc rail attachment. I think I'm going – Mike had just showed me where he got his. And uh, I think Athlon mentioned they might be working on yeah, a possibility spo- of one. Supposedly. But um, doing that clamp to, to mine. Yeah, just so nice. Yeah. It's just nice to have that option. Cause, you Are know, you talking about a non-AR type platform? Well, anything that you can't put an arc rail on. Right, which I mean, you can get an arc rail pretty much anything. But I so yeah, my, you can't. You might have to do some manufacturing. My Seiko right. has a has an arca place I can put a plate, but it's small enough I can't put the rifle attachment. Uh, it's like a two inch where you need like a three inch deal. Yeah, I'm confused. I'll be honest with you. I don't know like what I'm. I can't find the right attachment. If I just had a clamp, it'd be done. Wouldn't have to worry about right. it. Yeah. You know the, so for setting up, if you're tournament hunting, trying to get in and out quick, you know, the QD amounts, that's where the Swiss mm-hmm. Arca plates and stuff. Yep. yep. I mean, and not fumbling around in the dark trying to get stuff. Yeah, that's, that's what make, I like about the Arca. Know. I can just slide, turn, like, done. done. Yeah. But, you know, I don't have to worry about Arca mounts because uh, you even got the long one, too. See, I, I just bought the three yeah. and a half inch. But anyway, uh, um, what was I just saying? That's what I like about the AR is you don't. Have to, I mean, you can get an Arca, any right. type of Arca mount M-lock, you want. You know, Arca yeah, 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 just um, which I uh, Midwest Gunworks has three different links. They got a three and a half inch, a five inch, and then that long version. And that that uh, one's specific to the Lancer handguard, so that's the DNA gotcha. blade on that, and it's ten. Yeah, but uh, nice, Andy. What are you running? Um, I have that Athlon. I don't. I'll be honest with you. I won't be able to think of what Midas. the right. Right, so I think they're all Midas. Midas. Yeah, like all, Midas. all of them are Midas. Except I don't remember. I think the, it's like the C32 or something the like second, that. It's the second. It's not the biggest one. It's the second one. It's the first one down. It's the second yeah. biggest one. You uh, mean they make one bigger than that? They do. Yeah. Uh, I went with that one simply because being tall and wanting to be able to night hunt, I could have it extended. Yeah, you don't have to hunch over. Plenty tall. Like, oh yeah. Like the, I can string well, a hammock and set it. Mine would have been plenty tall. Yeah, I mean, truthfully, yeah. like, I was thinking, okay, the height was talking about. Um, Almost as a monopod height is what I thought, but that's and extended with the legs out. It's extended with the yeah, legs out, yeah. so it's eye level with me with Which is the a legs lot, out. Andy, yeah. how tall are you? I'm six five. Yeah, so, so you I got mean, the CF thirty six. That's correct. Yep. Yeah, I me, like it. Legs are beefier than I was running a bog, so legs are a little beefier, but they're carbon, which is new for me. It's lighter. Um, it's taken some getting used to to go to the ball head. And uh-huh. I'm slowly getting there. I don't like that third. I don't like that third plane yet. Where well, the rifle just can... lock it. Wait, that's a thing. You but can yeah. lock the ball. You can like lock it to where it never moves. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You can lock the ball. Okay, I'm interested now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can do it. Or it's just, it's just, yeah. I mean, you could you can shoot 400 well, yards off those tripods. Well, and it's still off of a. Picatinny or Arca rail though. Yeah. Right. Well, that's what we you you stepped out, but we were talking about the grips. Can you buy grips for them? Oh, okay. Micah has one. Uh, Deweese has one. So, um, that's tripod I'm running. I'm kind of saying we're on the Alps little tripod chair fits yeah. my pack real quick. But I used to about the same size as me. <laughs> Which, so. yeah, you like I have a a pig saddle. It's the hog saddle essentially. Makes yeah. But I have a pig saddle, which is the cheaper version of the two that slides right into that Arca. And you could have really? a clamp at that point. Okay. Yeah, right. uh, I don't need it anymore because everything I'm running runs Alpharcas. Uh, you can borrow it, but I'll probably keep it <laughs> <laughs> just in case. <laughs> you can use it. Possessions nine tenths. He'll disappear. 
Uh, me and Nathan, we're both running the same tripod. We got the Midas, Midas CF29, yeah. and it's plenty, plenty big. big for me. Yeah, plenty height, height-wise. It's lighter I, than yours. Hindsight, going back, I probably would order that because it's a little more compact. Mm-hmm. Mine's pretty good size strapping it to my it's pack. It's beefy. Yeah. Yours is beefy. Yours, I mean, I would... Weight-wise is fine. Right. Size-wise. Like, I walk in... Earthy. <laughs> I walk earthy. in and my tripod's already extended all the way out when I'm walking in. Case Nighttime or daytime? Nighttime. In case there is a dog, nighttime. Nighttime. Case there is a dog out in the field. Same. Same. We, uh, I just I, pop I, it up real quick. And I even yeah. got to the point uh, where I'd have the gun on it, too. Like, if I'm if I'm confident what, in that clamp or, yeah, yeah. just yeah. hanging on there, throw it over your shoulder, you're good to go. Walk in. Yeah. Well, we don't have the the capabilities like calder's got this awesome helmet sitting over here where he can walk in and know exactly what's out there as he's walking in uh-huh. yeah whenever we walk into a set well, as far as me and andy goes it's andy or i on the gun and the other person holding the ipad watching what's going on on the gun right so, yeah no i mean it makes it nice but and if someone else goes with us they're carrying the tripod so then they can throw the tripod yeah. down throw the gun on it. yeah we were and then for uh for a chair, I, I went back to a, a, the tri-leg stool from Alps. Mm-hmm. I used to sit on the ground, too, using a Same. similar thing like you were, Brandon. It was the, the it's Alps, Alps um, Grand Slam. Enforcer, yeah. I think, is the Predator Pack. Predator Pack's okay. Enforcer, I think. Which, so it's got a built-in chair. It flips out, and then it's got little kickstands that you lean back. Yeah, which I, I like that. I want to get, sitting on the ground. get comfortable, you know. Yeah. So, and you can't get a lot weird. more comfortable sitting I, on the ground. I was less comfortable like that than I am in my tri-leg stool. See, I'm more comfortable. Which is just. On the yeah, I'm more comfortable inches. on the ground just because you have something to lean up. I I if because whenever I'm in my chair, I'm just hunched over like this, trying to stay compact. But I like the chair because it does raise you up a little bit. Yeah. I feel like my shoes a little bit. I'm a little more stable is, when I'm on the ground. Also. Do you? Yeah. Well, and see, yeah. I'm I'm the exact opposite. I think if That's I can get my elbows on my knees, because I set my gun up to where it's in the middle of my chest, to where when I lean forward, I'm on my gun and my I can actually have an elbow on my knee. To where there's every, it's locked. I can't move. Yeah. I, for whatever reason, I feel more um, stable. Stable, I guess. Not. I mean, I wasn't. I didn't feel unstable on the ground, but um, I feel more open for options. Just a little bit up off the ground. Let's say it you're set up. Surprised. You're set up right yeah. in front of you, and you get surprised to the left. You can just go. Yep. Yeah. You know, pick up your crap, move it, and I can't do that as quickly or. Or I just feel it's harder for me on the ground. Like, so I got to do more work. On that, we typically, the way we set up, you know, Cody's watching one side, I'm watching one side, so there shouldn't be any surprises. We yep. got a pretty good idea in our mind what we think the coyote's going to do, but yep. you never know. Mm-hmm. And then the the positive thing for me is I'm not a big dude anyways, so moving up 18 inches isn't going to affect something like, you know, the three of you giants. Right. I mean. Now, do you all use tripods during the day? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All times? Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. Now, like Russell? Russell's still running dowel. Uh, he actually has dowel rods right. on rubber bands. See, I run. Like he's running. He's running shooting sticks. I literally. use that. Oh, I got a Harris bipod. Yeah. That's what I run on mine during the during day. day. Yeah. yeah. He literally has. So I can pick up easily and turn pieces of wood. Actually, I've got a set in there that he made for me. Two arrows that he had that right. broke that he wrapped up with rubber bands, and then there there's this shooting sticks that you can. I mean, he still to this day runs that that way. So another reason I like running the tripod is just so that and he's know, a crack shot. I'm I'm running the call. I'm running the remote. Yeah. I'm trying to focus on that. I'm yep. trying to watch my sounds and try to scan the area at the same time. Last thing I need to be doing is trying to figure out where my gun's sitting. Right. So, yeah. yeah. I like not having to have to hold my gun right. the mm-hmm. entire time. Yeah. And if it's super cold, you don't want to be touching you know the cold parts the of the gun, the, yeah. the metal and stuff. So now I will say, tripod I used to run was a Predator Tactics Tactics Dead Eye. Mm-hmm. I am a fan of that tripod. It's a little bit heavier because it's a it's aluminum. Um, I think it's aluminum. It's metal. 
Um, but what I liked about it is it doesn't get cold because they were smart. And on the, the where you would hold the tripod walking, it's got rubber wrapping. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't get cold at, in, the, in, the, in the wintertime at night and stuff. Um, I, I was a fan of that that tripod. And it will also be in the truck. Right. So because another thing on if it breaks, like the what you got, something happens, you've got that backup sitting right. In the Another truck. thing that I've liked about the the Fat Boys, one of their selling points is that the legs don't cross. It doesn't matter. I mean, so when you're oh. throwing it back in the truck or you get tangled up or something, it, they don't cross. That's nice. That is nice. I, I haven't mean, noticed that about the Athlons if they do or not. I don't know. Seems like when they get weak, they start to pivot a little easier and yeah, stuff. So yeah, and I mean, there's once again different ways to do it. I know like John Collins uses a uh, Swagger bipods, mm-hmm. and I think that's how he's always really hunted. And, I've never used a bipod, so I don't know if I would like it. I mean, I've, I've had bad experiences with cheap ones, and I think it kind of threw me off from it. And then seeing these guys running tripods whenever we started tournament hunting, I thought, well, we need tripods because they're going to be more stable. And you point the gun where you think you need to be, and you're versatile, where you can look around. You don't have to have a gun sitting on your shoulder holding rock solid still. Yeah. So makes sense. Lots of different ways to kill coyotes. Oh yeah, oh, they're yeah. all there's not there's not, not a wrong right. 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 Yeah. And the best part is you still you go and this the craziest shit happens. That's what I think yeah. we all love about it is get out and enjoy it. Every every time you go it could be a different experience. Absolutely. And we've uh we've all probably had some fun stuff. I mean, some great days and then some just hilarious days all at the same yeah. time. I mean, like, should I even tell a story about the one last year? Which one? The one where you saw me all of a sudden on a dead sprint. On a dead sprint. I ran During out of the Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. So no joke. So this, so this is. We we can each tell a crazy story <laughs> we've had in the last year. How about that? That'll be fun. People like hearing that. So last year during our tournament, we were having a shitty day. Me, Russell, and Micah. I think it was in the snow, if I remember correctly. Yeah, it was. It sucked. And uh, we're on this set, and we were probably on it for 25 minutes, and we were getting ready to leave. And I see this coyote come in, and I'm I'm using my 223. See this coyote come in. I see him, and I'm back-to-back with Micah, so he he can't see me see the coyote, and I don't say anything to him because I can it's see really him. close. I can see him, but I can't see the coyote. It's over a the hill. The dog's kind of close, so I shoot it, and the dog starts doing the spin, the death spin, and, and I stand up because he's starting to kind of go down this hill where I can't really see him anymore, and I'm like, he's not dying. He's not dying. <laughs> so I don't know what in my head clicked, but I unhooked my tripod from my gun, Throw my gun on safety, and I take off running across this field. <laughs> and I'm sitting here, and so by this time, I'm looking over at him, and he's like, he's not dead. And then I just see him stand there for a second, and he just fucking bolts, just <laughs> gone. I'm like, what the hell is he doing? I'm running across this cornfield, and I run this dog down and shoot it again. And it wasn't it wasn't going to die. <laughs> so I'm like, I'll be damned if we don't lose the one damn dog we're going to kill today. Yeah. And uh, I think Russell even saw it because he was further down the fence line. Like what the hell? All of a sudden, I just see <laughs> just Nathan taking <laughs> off. Uh, but it was—I mean, you don't get that kind of crap sitting at home doing nothing. No. Which is, I think, really good part about these tournaments is they get people going. I mean, you can go hunting, but you don't for whatever reason. Right. Tournaments give you that like that little nudge where you go fire. a little harder. I can win fire. something. I might be able to win, or I might be able to, you and, know, compete. And a lot of it's camaraderie too. I yeah. mean, we don't get to you, see these guys very often. Right. So. 
Yeah, it's I mean, always fun going back to check-ins and talking with people. How's your day? You know, tell your stories, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, first time I met Cody was at at tournament. That's right. Yep. That's so cool. I mean, you know, that's you don't meet people you become friends with by not going to that sort of stuff. Right. Yeah. It's good networking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that was fun last year. <laughs> Russell's like, "You dumb idiot!" I'm like, "Well, I wasn't gonna die." <laughs> and need that dog. That th- it took two 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 twenty three round fifty five grains. And it still didn't fully die right after the second one. We had to sit there and let it die for about two minutes. Yeah. I wonder why that gun's still on set in the closet. Uh-huh. It's in the closet, <laughs> and it probably won't come out for a while at least. But uh, what was our? I think that was the only dog we got that day. Too. Yeah, that was. <laughs> that was a long ass drag, dude. Yeah, that was horrible. What's one of your craziest ones, Andrew? Oh, there's. I mean, a bunch. I don't know. Pick one, but. I'll tell one it was funny. It was funny because it was, it was me, but I like calling. I mean, I don't know. Austin's started calling a lot more here recently. Let's go. Mike is getting game cameras. Yeah. What? My but, coyote uh, showed up. But last year we went to this brand new property. It was actually about this time last year. Okay. Yep. And we we start calling, and uh, me and Austin are sitting right next to each other. Jared spreads out a little bit because there wasn't enough room for three. And so we're sitting here. We can see a coyote crest of hill come down into this big drainage. Uh, gets down in there, and we're sitting here watching it, and it's kind of slowly coming in, so we're slow playing it. Well, it starts seeing there's two more tails in there. There's three coyotes in this little drainage. They're just walking in each other and just, okay, hang on. So we're just, like, slow playing, letting them be down there. They're not getting riled up. So I asked Austin, Austin looked at Jared, and I said, you guys ready? I put on just a pup distress as quiet. I was on a one, as quiet as it could be, and they broke. Well, I immediately just, you know, like Brandon was saying a while ago, you know, you're calling, you're scanning. So I immediately drop my remote and get down on the gun waiting for this coyote to crest the hill. And all of a sudden, Austin goes, you shoot the one on the right. I went, where is he? (laughs) And then, I mean, so there's all three of them up on top of this hill. Well, I was looking the wrong way. They had circled a little bit to get a little better wind. I was like, shit. And he's like, he's like, they're going to break. One, two, three, and he shoots. Yeah, I'm still trying Jared to. Jared shot at the same time. I'm still trying to find coyotes. As soon as he shoots, Jared shoots, and just bang, bang. So I'm still looking. Well, they dropped two. Of, they hit two of them. The third one I should have shot is running off. And it literally, I'm trying to. Well, when I say that, when Austin got to three, I got to the one. I take that back because Austin said one, two, three. As soon as he got to three, I got the dog in my scope, and I was right on it. And Jared shoots and it just starts spinning. I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> Well, then the other one's running off. One of them's still helicoptering. I swing over to get on it, and as soon as I get on it, Jared shoots it and kills it. <laughs> so there's two of them dead. The other one's running off. I grab the remote back, and I change sounds, and I blare it as loud as I can. It comes back. Like this dog, the third one comes back, and about that time, we all see it, and just the head is all you can see peeking over this terrace at us. So it's just peeking back to where everything happened, and we all go, there it is. Drop their moat, get down on it. I got it. Austin goes, bang. <laughs> I had three coyotes in my scope, never pulled a trigger, and we killed a triple. Nice. So the best part of that is we weren't 100 yards from the truck, Oh yeah, we're pretty but close. we had to climb over an old rusty gate to yeah. get there. Well, we climb over the gate, and it was kind of a pain in the ass to get over the gate because I'm usually the guy who holds all the guns where everybody climbs over the gates. Get on the other side of the gate, and Jared looks at us and goes, I've only got three rounds in my gun. You guys think three bulls be enough? And I'm like, we're just going to kill three coyotes. It's no big deal. I mean, we've never even set foot on this farm before. 
<laughs> we go over and set up. So we'll pull the trigger on the last coyote, and here comes Jared just sprinting over to us. He goes, I'm going to come sit by you guys because I'm out of bullets. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm out of bullets. I'll just sit by you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I killed two dogs, so yeah. what else you want from me? <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of a, just a fun story. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, it's fun, man. How about you boys? we got a lot of stories. <laughs> yeah. uh, we hunted a farm, walked in on coyote out in the field already, so we eased up the side of the timber line. Daytime or nighttime? Daytime tournament, and it's out there about 150 yards by itself. So we'll go ahead and get ready. We're going to count down and shoot. Well, our countdown really wasn't on that day, and I went and shot the 204 Ruger, and it, it smacked. And it took off running, so I took off running down <laughs> – this is the story, yeah. This is the <laughs> See? See? I took off running hey, after it. Hey, good Rennie hunters calls harm got in this to know story. when to go. And I need to say I shoot three more times and don't hit the other three shots. Okay, I take that back. And <laughs> the coyote finally is not dead, but I get up by it, and then I fall down a ravine <laughs> 10 foot down, 15 foot down. I fall down, guns tumbling, I'm tumbling. I get back up, get back on top of this ravine. The coyote's still there. And just standing there, just staring at me. So I sit down with the gun. It's like this dumb. Mother. I pick up, I pick up like a baseball sized log, and I smack it as hard as I can across the head. And finally, <laughs> got, finally got killed. I come running back up because we're tournament hunting, so we're in a hurry. I got the dog out of breath. Caller goes, "What happened?" Like, you don't. Want you to couldn't see it. Yeah, I'm sitting there at the tree. Oh. It, you know, he he pop shots, hits this coyote shot real quick, and I was like, "Well, that that I wasn't even on it yet. That was pretty good." And then he jumps over the fence and takes off running and i'm like well i hear a shot i'm like okay well he's that should be it and then a few minutes go by i hear another shot i'm like well he's got to be running out of bullets <laughs> one more shot and i'm like well surely that was it he comes back just dog tired wow. sweating yeah just like out of breath i'm like what happened he's like i got it i got the dog <laughs> so i didn't hear this story until we were having a few beers you know a couple weeks later and finally figured out what happened on the deal but oh i i had to kill it manually. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was, it was a rough one. But. Oh, I've, had, I've had to kill them manually before. Yeah. It, it happens. happens. It happens. you got to dispatch of them. Yep. But it, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's what's fun about tournaments, too, is, you know, you just have – So it seems like some of the craziest crap happens at tournaments. Absolutely. Because, I don't know, you just – You're Volume. Day, you're out there more volume. often. You're yeah. Out. yeah. I mean, we've And had, you're tired, so a lot of shit happens when you get tired. Oh, yeah. Falling. Yeah. All the time. When I get tired, I fall. <laughs> it gets a little wet outside, I fall. I mean, I remember when we went hunting, and we that first set, me yeah. and Andy were together, and we had to cross oh, that. I'm like, I'm going to fall. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I did. I was pretty proud of myself. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah but, well, uh, I've got a farm that we can only hunt when the cows aren't there because the landowner, they're just they're overly cautious, which to each their own, it's whatever. I mean, if the landowner's willing to let us hunt, I'll hunt it whenever they want us to. But uh, the reason I thought of this is she texted me today, so we're good to go there. Sweet. But... Uh, so I go into this farm and right at daylight and it's I think it was March or April. I go in there and it's a spot we don't usually tournament hunt and that's where I usually go whenever cuz I want to hunt all summer long. Like I love coyote hunting. And uh we get in there. I sat down, I howled twice right at daylight and I'm sitting there and all of a sudden I see this coyote head peek up at about 250 yards and it comes trotting in and I dropped it at 150 and i'm like sweet so i turn a, a serenade on right behind it just to to break up the gunshot and uh five minutes later another one's there 
do that. I did that again and again. I got I called in four coyotes that day and ended up killing three of them. And the last one, I was like, because I missed the third one. I was like, oh man, I can't believe I missed that coyote. I was kind of bummed, but I just killed my first solo double. And uh, I'm sitting there. It's like it's been 31 minutes. It's time to get up. I stand up and it's a, a cattle pasture that's got tall grass. And I see the other one coming right in on the trail of the first one. I'm like, oh, I need to sit back down. And sat down and shot it. And, of course, ended up all three of them are laying within 10 feet of each other. And uh, I got down there, got all three of them, drug them back up to where I was sitting and realized that I had to drag all three coyotes still back to the truck. And it was down a hill, up a hill, across the fence. So, yeah, it was it was an interesting day. Solo triples, I mean, that's pretty solid. That, the pretty first, good. first and probably the only I'll ever do, but it was pretty cool pretty good day yeah it was it, it definitely made the the rest of the day awesome and yeah. i did nothing fun the rest of the day so okay so gun to your head you have to answer daytime versus nighttime coyotes i'm nighttime all day brandon's not gonna agree with me on this because he likes to see him work in i like i like the daytime coyotes i mean you're obviously gonna get more numbers at night you're but it's just a lot more fun to watch them come in if we're not talking about tournaments just in general Nighttime has more crazy shit for me to experience, and I feel like I'm in a video game at night. That's pretty just, awesome. You know, just yeah. just get to see stuff through thermal. I would say nighttime just because it's crazier. I like the schedule of it, too. I'm probably nighttime just because, like, we, you're able to more. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, like you said, the wife and kids, they're sleeping. It's not a big deal. You know, yeah. go out. I mean, a lot of us have kids. we got to get the kids to bed. Then we're allowed yeah. to go out. Yeah, know. then we can do this. Stuff. got to get permission from the game warden. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a win-win for the wife if you think about it because then you're not there to bother her at night, you know. So it's kind of a she win-win. She might want you out of the house. <laughs> <laughs> Which I, I love daytime hunting, too. It's just no, it, like it's if you had to make me choose. And in Missouri, we only get to do it for two months. Right. Yeah, I'll tell you what, though, out in Colorado, watching that dog work a mile out, yeah. coming in during the day, it's pretty, going through the sage, it's a pretty awesome experience. Yeah, absolutely. We had them work, I mean, that set took forever, but yeah. then we were watching them. Yeah, the whole way. way. Here they come. Here comes four or five yeah. down off I've, the I've said it for a few years, and I think sage. Austin's mentioned it. I'm So, the way my life is, I'm going to get one trip a year, whether that's elk, mule deer, whatever. One of these years, I instead of an elk trip, I kind of want to do like a... 10-day western coyote trip just kansas colorado idaho south dakota and whatever you know montana and just go hunt coyotes on public land or whatever i think that'd be a lot of fun state was that one we had those guys on they uh pretty sure it was a veterans deal but they said wyoming wyoming we go out there and kill wolves yeah oh yeah because it's the same tag so Wyoming, you don't have to have you don't a have to have a predator that you can hunt. That's them. right. Okay, yeah. We didn't um, know that when we went out there and we got talking, and they finally told us. So we were staying right on the Colorado Wyoming border. So we was actually already got our tags for Colorado, but we was going back and forth. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty nice. Yeah, yeah, it is pretty sweet. Although I've heard, is a wolf a? I could be getting this wrong. Wolves are not like coyotes, though. Like they're harder to kill. Mm-hmm. That's, well, what, that's what I've heard. Yeah. Not even. Not in the same ballpark. Like, they're a lot smarter. That's why I want to go kill one. Which (laughs) is weird to me. This is how it's so weird to me that how is the the coyote the more successful predator then? They're more widespread. They live everywhere. They can live in a freaking city if they need to. If a wolf is so much smarter and so much better, how come they're the endangered ones? Think about the size of a wolf, though. (laughs) Because we takes a lot more resources. We were the ones that endangered the wolves because we we killed them all off and we did a lot. Seems like they're pretty stupid then. 
Well, when you, when you poison them and do things <laughs> like know, that. I don't know what we did. We poisoned the hell out of them back in the day to get rid of them because they were the ultimate predator because they were always killing, you know. All the stuff. Livestock. You know, yeah. livestock. Because they were hell on livestock. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I've been in downtown Kansas City working on a job site. And well, not downtown, but I was in the, the rail rail yards and had a coyote come by me at 20 yards. They'll they'll adapt to any Yeah. Any Which area. is why they're such, they can, a, they're such a successful predator. I saw one on 119th of Mission dead. I mean, yeah. that's downtown. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. it's there. Yeah. I mean, you really got to respect. Oh, yeah. Like, I know a lot of people hate coyotes because they kill deer and kill, but you almost have to respect the Absolutely. what they've able. I mean, they are, if you th- really, if you think about North America, they are the most successful predator because they can live whatever you put in front of them. They can figure it out. That's pretty awesome. And, you know, they can, they're, to me, a coyote's a, a good-looking animal. Oh, I mean, yeah. yeah, there's mangy ones, and everybody has one that falls out of the ugly tree and gets hit by ugly sticks and stuff like that, but they're they're a pretty animal. Mm-hmm. I think I'd have to go daytime. Yeah. Pick one. You had to, yeah. Daytime. If, if I have to, but just because, like, I mean, like you're talking about, seeing them work in, seeing them come in. Like it's just, more of a rush. It's, it's the pageantry to it. Like, yeah. I mean, it sounds cliche and dumb, but it really is, like, because... Yeah, the, every now and then you'll get one that just comes blown out of the timber you didn't even know was there. But with those ones you see from six, 700 yards off, and you say, okay, they can hear that. They know I'm doing that. And then you change and you manipulate them in. It's, you it's, can't beat it. Yeah, maybe, lo- maybe I'm going to change it. I think because I like calling is because I like, be, I like knowing that I'm fooling that animal. I'm the mm-hmm. one tricking it. And so it's the same kind of, I guess, for me is like bow hunting to rifle hunting deer. I like bow hunting better because I'm beating him a little more at his game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To where daytime, the same thing with coyotes, you're beating them a little more at their game. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe that's it for me. Yeah. I don't get me wrong. I like going out there and watch them at night and for attempting sure. to. Oh, yeah. Fishing the barrels always shoot fun. Them. Don't get me yeah. wrong. Yeah, it ain't always that, though. It, it I mean, gets remember exciting. last year, were you with us when they ran literally like 1,500 yards all the way around us? No, to I, get I've our seen them do it. That, yeah. was, that was me and Russell. Me, you, and Russell. And Brandon. And him. Yeah. Yep. You were... I think it's... Dude, I, did but, they sprint? I mean, they sprinted. Yeah. How far do you think they went? All the way from that waterway, all the way around that block of timber. I mean, you've done a lot more night hunting than us, but that was the craziest thing I have seen at night. We've... Was these kind of, They ran probably a mile to run a circle around us. To get our wind. Last year, we, mm-hmm. we saw a group. We had probably six on one side mm-hmm. and six or seven on the other side of the road that we were calling. It was It was crazy. I will tell you, it makes me, like, night hunting makes me completely rethink day hunting and how much I'm missing Yeah, day hunting. Because at night hunting, you see, like, these, these two coyotes ran a mile. They were here, and they literally ran a half circle mile around us, mm-hmm. keeping that distance. And you're talking about six on one side, six on the other. How much are you missing during the day because yeah. you can't see? There's so many dogs you miss yeah. oh. during the day. You just never see them. You go shoot one during the day and you go pick him up. Well, there's probably three or four others that watching. were around that, that were watching that saw yeah. what happened. Yeah. And that's what at nighttime you can see them and you can say, okay, there's more dogs coming. So mm-hmm. right. chill for a second and let's keep calling. Let's let them work in. Yeah. And don't, and don't educate them. <laughs> yeah. gonna, well, and that's the other thing. Do you think they're, especially in Missouri, because this is our, what, our third, this will be our third, third season. season. Do you think they're going to get 
smarter and smarter as time goes on at night. Oh, oh, oh yeah, I've thought about this oh, yeah. myself. I, yeah. I mean, Texas kills a lot of dogs. They that you can hunt Texas any way you want. Pretty if you time. if you keep on killing them, right. dumb ones are going to take their place. Right, right I mean, but it's when you don't kill them. Yeah. Well, sure, you're always going to have those dogs that you educate, and they're just never going <laughs> to die. But for the mo- keep majority killing of them, mass amounts. Yeah, if you keep killing the masses, yeah. other masses are going to come in filler spots. We, right, we, right. we know that they're great at filling holes. And see, I. I'm almost OCD about it to the point where it ruins my day, if not my week, if one gets away. Yeah. And it changes like, the whole demeanor in the truck. It's right. Like, oh. And we have, like, and I'm not even talking tournament hunting. I'm right. just talking in general. Yeah. But, like, we have farms that we know we can't hunt it at first light because the coyote's in the field and the cow's going to tell the coyotes that right. we're there. Yeah. So we found a way to go in there and hunt it. And I actually think it's a farm you guys thermal hunted mm-hmm. and didn't get it done either. To, to, to me, it's he like... He killed one. Did you? Okay, but good. the same situation, it came from the same place they always bust us at, so he was doing the same thing. We just had the advantage of dark. Yeah. Well, and I'm one of those ones we, where if you if you teach them during the day, the only way you're going to kill them is at night. And if you can't kill them at night, you better catch them when they got pups on the ground because that is your only saving grace. I mean, maybe I'm giving them too much credit. I don't know, but that's my logic behind them. And that's why whenever... We have spots that we get busted multiple times or something like that. That's where I go when pups are on the ground. Yeah. So. Get rid of them. They're I smart, can, man. I, I mean, catch them when they slip slip up. Either they're yeah. hungry or get them in their territory and get yeah. them ticked off. Yeah. Yeah. They, they're freaking smart. Me and you, those ones over there by that I took you guys, we mm-hmm. had we saw two driving around the spot. I mean, it's yep. just a, I don't know, 80-acre spot. And we drove around it to get to where we had the right wind. We saw two in the field already. We're like, well, this is a done deal. We're going to go out there, set up, call. They're going to come in. No, they never came in. Yeah. And and we were hidden to where they never knew that we stopped the truck. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, it was, it was a perfect setup. It just didn't it just, work. The gig so, was up. Yeah. A lot of times you're getting caught before you even get in there. You know, mm-hmm. at night hunting, you can be sloppy. I mean, not mm-hmm. sloppy, but a yeah. lot less caring than getting into your sets and stuff. Right. In the daytime, you have to find ditches and stuff that you can slip in. and Be yeah. kind of tactical about yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, night hunting, we don't go as far in either. No. You don't have to. I right. mean, you can Honestly. literally park your truck oh. and then, uh, you know, walk in a little bit. Right. And you're good to go. Yeah. So. We, new, we have a new guest. Yeah. That was my fault, dude. I walked in the room and then she wouldn't let me leave. Yeah. <laughs> Way to go, bud. My bad. Because she was perfectly happy in there watching <laughs> cartoons. Yeah. <laughs> and then she's like, Uncle Nene. So now she's our helper. Anyway. We're just talking about sloppy approaches at night and not having oh, to Oh, you could be lazy it. as shit at yeah. night, bro. Right. Like, oh, dude. I mean, which... You still don't want to slam your doors, but they're, right. they're a lot less, you know, alert, I would say. Which, They're I just mean, out there doing their thing. Makes it... Well, and, I mean, I think you can... You can hunt spots, too, that you couldn't yeah, during the day. Absolutely, for sure. Which makes it, you know... Like, here at my house, I really can't hunt it during the day. But at night, if I wanted to, I could set up and try to, you know, get something done. Mm-hmm. But, and I've successfully done it, right? I mean, right back here at the swing set, just because you can stand there. But it's fun, man. I mean, to me, like hope, around hope Christmas people time. people weren't really wanting to uh, learn any tactics by today's show. <laughs> BS session, man. Yep. It's a BS session. You know, talking you, about our gear, talking about tournament you, season. Get you a gun, get you a call, go out there and sit. Yeah, we can't tell you everything. I mean, go out there and figure it out on your own. I did have, have a, fun. a few listener That's, questions. That is the fun part is yeah. figuring it out on your own. Yeah. I've I seen Daryl's question. I, I, th- I think I can drop a pin, Daryl. What Wait, question? Had any ground he can hunt? Daryl Blow. Where's that? 
He sent a question on a reel. Oh, he did? Yeah. Having ground we can hunt. I was going to send him a pin, but I didn't know his address. <laughs> <laughs> did I miss – am I missing some uh, some questions? But it's the fun part is figuring it out, I think. Absolutely. And that's just my personality, I think, is trying to see what works, what doesn't work, and it changes day to day. It does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, there's no rhyme or reason to it a lot of times. Well, and like you guys, like we tournament hunt against each other multiple times oh. but how many times has a text message been sent hey what's working for you guys yeah and we're sure. hunting completely different areas of missouri that have completely different terrain absolutely but if you can just say okay well i know these guys are are able to make this work let's try that and see if it works for us and hell half the time andy whenever calder says oh we'll try this it doesn't work it ain't working for us so. yeah and it depends you know maybe there's a cold front coming through maybe you're on the edge of that storm yep. front or whatever yeah it's, pressure it's, changes yeah, cold sure. fronts mm-hmm. right uh, our buddy Will Judders or Will Judson <laughs> asked, uh, "Do we gather a bunch of permission so if they're not in one area, you can move?" Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, they're not working to. in one yeah. county. Yeah. We jump counties. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. We jump. We try counties. to. Some see, of us. That's the downfall for us. All of our stuff is consolidated to Lafayette county, county, with the exception of Handful. certain stuff. You can give us some at Lafayette <laughs> County if it's not working up there. We'll just come down to Lafayette and see if it, what's going on. Let's come tra- on down. We'll just trade you. I know all kinds of no hunting ground. I'll put you right on. Here's all places said no. Yeah. <laughs> These guys prosecute, but you'll be okay. No, I mean, that is that's the hardest part. I it's mean, the it's, hardest part. It's probably one of the easiest things to get access to to hunt on, on somebody's property. As far as animal-wise? As far as animal-wise, but it is – you have to have a lot of it if you want to can just continue to hunt yeah. on and on. And, and some on. people are better at getting it than others. We don't like, typically – yeah, go ahead. Like – just to give Austin like a good pet, like he has no problem talking to folks, knocking on doors. You have to be able to talk to people and, and ask the question, you know. And some people are be like, no, I don't want nobody. Other people don't know that you can kill coyotes and just like, yeah, kill them all. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, other like, I'm not as good. Like, I am not as good as asking. I won't go ask permission sometimes it's almost like i have to get that in before i will ask permission where it's not going to happen very often like you have to be able to ask permission you have to feel people out and see where they're at on i mean yeah and you got to be respectful of their their wishes one way or another so definitely yeah and you know if you're someone who's trying to get into it and you're going to start asking permission on places that's great remember to be respectful at all times because um, the last thing you want is to ruin that permission mm-hmm. for anybody for for anybody yeah. else. Right. Because you you drive your truck across their field and rut up, you think they want anybody in, in there moving forward? You just cost them thousands of dollars in damage. Keep well, gates and closed. It's funny you say that. So one of the gates, only times yeah. I've been told no, whenever I've met landowners and talked with them, uh, I actually it was a it's a girl that went to high school in Lexington that was around the same age as me that I knew through mutual friends, and then. Her sister-in-law is a girl that I used to race with as well. So I know both the wives of the brothers who own the ground. And I talked to both of them. And the same answer, because I, I was talking to them simultaneously because I never got an answer. But the same answer came back to me that, no, they've had issues in the past with people leaving gates open and letting cattle out at midnight and rutting ground up and messing stuff up. So it's like whoever was in here before has ruined a prime spot for coyotes. And they, both the wives told me, we have a terrible coyote problem, but we're not willing to do anything about it because we don't want people on our ground. 
like hey fair enough i, I yeah. get it yeah it's your grandma it sucks but yeah i but get it yeah. to people listening the worst the worst thing you're ever going to be told is no when right. you ask so you don't know unless you ask yeah and, but i mean it's it's and do not cross gates in the middle always city at the people. hinges yes yeah. oh always my gosh at the hinges. yes <laughs> and why are both the gate hinges spent <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well a 280 pound man just bobbed up and down on it yeah and i think that's the biggest thing is like you have like almost i feel like sometimes people treat deer permission in a more higher regard than maybe cow permission or something so then they don't maybe respect the ground the same way they would as if, as if they were deer hunters mm-hmm. or something you know more sought after i guess you'd call it and uh, th- no you know, if someone's nice enough, especially if they're just saying, hey, yeah, go kill coyotes, right. you, you got to, you know, like you see a fence post down, pick it up for them. Like you're walking through, let them know, hey, like last time you and I were out up north, he had a, a cow that was, had a problem out there. Yeah, so we yeah. called Her the landowner when we, after a set and said, hey, you got a calf that's got a problem out there. Couldn't tell what his tag number was, but it started with a whatever. four or whatever. Yeah. Thanks for letting us know. I think you it's know, getting like also that. harder because coyote. I mean, it's picking up popularity quite oh, yeah. a bit. Yeah, it's so getting it's huge. getting harder, and I think it, it's just, I don't know. I think it's going to be harder going forward. It is. Well, it's not just you having permission. It's everybody else getting mm-hmm. permission. Yeah, because they're going to say yes property. to more than one person yeah, a lot we, of times. Yeah. We've got about a five 600-acre farm that uh, I, ch- I check with the, land, the farmer before I go into it every time. And I text him the, the Friday before the tournament here a couple weeks ago, and he goes, no, so-and-so's hunting that. Well, it was during doe season. Like, okay, well, tell them good luck. So I just assumed they are doe hunting. Didn't even didn't even register with me that they could be in the same tournament I was in. Yep. And found out later that they were. It's like, well, the, did they go, do any good? It's like, no, like that's, that's a great farm. But I've never killed a coyote off that farm. Because I mean, everybody else killed yeah. them off of it. We figured so, out why now. Yeah, we understand yeah. now why. But yeah. it's part of it. I mean, yeah, it's, that's part of the you, game. You can't fault someone else for having permission. I mean, no, you, you can't. No. That's hunting, man. That's, that's hunting. Unless they're being malicious about it in some way. I mean... Yep. It's just part of it. Yeah. Because some farmers, a lot of them, I mean, they just want them dead. Yeah. 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 And some of them don't understand that, you know, you're tournament hunting or are you just out joyful coyote hunting because they want the coyotes dead. They don't care about your tournament. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. And we have our read handful that person places. and let yep. them know, you know, which, what mm-hmm. do you want me to do? Is it okay if I just tournament hunt it? Yeah. You know, but if I do, then can you do me a favor and let other people know, you know, it's spoken for right, right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but if you got waste my time yeah if you got a problem with dogs and you just want me to kill dogs as I'll quick do as possible yeah, yeah. so you well, can, and, we'll do it now not later right and right. with that like i've noticed too and you guys may have noticed this before have you ever gone in and had farms that you've absolutely smoked dogs on religiously and said okay i just killed 10 dogs off this farm in the course of this three-month time frame of tournament hunting and then you come back, and there's a whole other fresh crop, oh, if yeah. not more. Oh, yeah. Yep. And they move. Certain every, areas just hold coyotes. Well, well, that, and what I've noticed is everything I've read and seen, if you go in and you put a big dent in a population of coyotes, the females are going to have bigger litters the following mm-hmm. year. Correct. So the, the people who want them eradicated, it's, it, impossible. No it's a double-edged sword. It's impossible. So, yeah, it's never you're, gonna happen. you're never going to eradicate. But you can say, yes, I'm going to go in there and kill seven eight dogs out of that farm but you have to go back and hunt it again the next year to do it because if you stop you're going to end up with more coyotes than when you started it it makes them feel better when you're killing seven eight dogs because they can visually see hey they're doing something but i mean we had the mdc person on and they said you would have to 
remove every single coyote out of the state of Missouri to have any impact, and even then it wouldn't matter because surrounding be dogs from oh, other yeah. states would fill the holes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, a perfect example is, is my area. Between me and another guy that hunts, a buddy of mine that hunts coyotes, and this was a couple years ago, in a three-month time span, I think it was, the two of us killed 36 coyotes in a two-mile radius around my house. You could go outside every single night and hear them every direction still yeah. mm-hmm. right well, now. It, do, it doesn't matter. Like they'll, right. they'll keep filling the holes, even if it's after breeding season or whatever. They're going, they're, that's why they're so successful is because mm-hmm. they find out where they can be and live. Yeah. And they're just going to keep filling the and hole. And you're just helping the food source out for the coyotes to bring the other coyotes right. in. You know what I mean? Well, and right. it's, it's like the, the farmers always talk about, oh, well, I want the coyotes to get rid of the mice. Well, the coyotes don't control the mouse population. The mouse population controls the coyote population because if they don't have food, there's not going to be multiple coyotes. Right. So. Yep. But uh, so talking with what you were talking about, Blake Garrett. I've I've never met Blake. He seems like a super cool guy on social media, but Blake has a spot to hunt that is it's the same spot we hunt during the daytime. He he's he has permission to night hunt it with a buddy through mutual friends. Long story short, we had tracks in the snow going into tournament hunt this farm a couple years ago and it's one of our hundred percenters we'd never go there and not kill a coyote so i text my cousin like hey there's tracks going in on this farm i don't know who's been out here we hunt we kill a coyote we're dragging the coyote out and i get a text back yeah blake garrett was out there last night he killed three so he just killed a coyote or killed three the night before and we still rolled in and got our one daytime coyote that this spot is always good for yeah so yeah, I mean they're they're definitely they fill voids and and they and they fill them fast. Yeah, I, I mean, don't know if they fill them that fast, but I mean yeah. it's I've heard within weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, within weeks, you know if if you kill let's say a family um, out of an, an area within weeks, there will be new ones in there. I mean that's just how good they are, which is why I think hunting's fun. Yes, they're just. They're everywhere. They're my favorite renewable resource. <laughs> I know. They, I keep killing them. They keep coming back. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have to. We'll have to do another show here in you know a month or two, um, after we've had some you know some hunting and talk about some uh, strategy. You know more more strategy show. This was kind of a nice BS session. Talk about you know how excited we are for the season, quote unquote, to, to kick off. Talk about our gear. Um, talk about the tournaments that are in the state like i said if we didn't get yours let us know we'll add it to the list that is on our facebook page and uh folks could go to it and see all the different tournaments uh if you've never done a tournament just pick one out in your area call the director or send a, a, a question they're really pretty simple yeah i mean you could literally with two buddies or one buddy or whatever sign up for a tournament and it's not that like the, the rules are pretty simple. Um, you just got to pay attention to what you're doing and, and just have some fun. But and any, of the, the, any of the guys on the contacts, I mean, reach out to them. They'll talk mm-hmm. to you. If they're putting the tournament on, they're good people. Oh, yeah. yeah. And oh, let them know it's your first yeah. time, you know. Yeah. And I if mean, you ever have a chance to do a Calcutta, buy your team every time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, somebody, somebody learned a we, lesson there? I learned it. <laughs> we couldn't almost one night. They ran us up. <laughs> I'm going to run you guys up any chance I get. They ran us up to $600. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I'm, bu- I'm, I'm going to make you guys buy it. <laughs> <laughs> and we will. <laughs> yeah, we sure will. So somebody awesome. had a chance to buy themselves for $40 and didn't do it. And it turned into 800 bucks. 
You didn't buy yourself. You guys always. So we didn't. We brought enough <laughs> cash to sign up for the tournament, not knowing anything about a Calcutta because I'd never hunted one. So they said, "All right, we're going to start Team Seven off. Uh, what's the first bid?" I was like, 20 bucks. Why not? I got twenty bucks. Between me and Jared, we have twenty bucks, and uh, we went for forty. I was like, "I'm not bidding twenty-five. Like, you're not going to spend. 20, you're not going to bet on yourself for twenty-five bucks." I'm like, "No, I don't have twenty-five bucks." I'm like, okay, well, so we went for forty, and. Uh, End of the day, the Calcutta was eight hundred and like forty six dollars or something dumb like that. Ouch! And of course, we won the tournament, but it worked out good because it all got donated back to a a group that does stuff for uh, like the school, like the all the seniors' yearbooks get paid for. They give out scholarships and stuff like that. Yeah. So nice. Yeah. How, how many teams did they have having the tournament down there? There wasn't a lot. It was I want to say there was thirteen. Okay. I mean, it was a fairly small tournament, but they are trying to grow and. They, they don't really know the avenues that, they, like... They need to move it out of yeah. that time slot because it's still technically well, it's still during doe season. season. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, we were wearing orange hunting. I mean, yeah. it was ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. So we really were. I know you're calling me out on Facebook, but we were... <laughs> I'll just ask a simple question. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, t- we we killed the triple. We took our orange off yeah. and took pictures because of... Hunting. And if, but, if you've yeah. never done a, uh, a a tournament, I would say one thing. have Go, go into it expecting to have fun, <laughs> to learn a lot. You are probably not going to win for a while that's i mean that's a question i want to ask what what's a so obviously a successful term is to win or place but what is your all's successful idea? day of coyote calling don't miss a coyote that's our okay i mean i'm gonna say how, yeah. get, don't miss opportunities opportunities yeah. Yeah. yep so i'm Everyone telling you i mean my there might be a coyote slip out if you got a quad coming in or how many what what is like less than what well, is a crappy day zero is a crappy day well, we were what what number do you guys consider a good day? A successful a day. daytime hunt? Yeah. I mean, anybody who's yeah, killing, yep. killing 10 in a day is doing it. Yeah. They're getting it. Yeah. Yep. No, I'm, I'm talking about for you guys hunting. What's it? 10, 10 and 1? Our number, we try hitting every term. 10 and 1 day. Us. Like day a daytime hunt. Yeah. We're, What's your number? Our number's 10. 10? Yeah. Ten, so, I mean, 10 always puts you in the hunt. So yeah, less than, less the than 10 coyotes in a daytime tournament, you're, that's not successful. You don't, you don't feel like you've got the number one spot locked down. But, no. And there's guys that kill a lot more coyotes than we do. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. We might – that Midwest Worlds tournament, mm-hmm. I don't know what it's going to take to win that one. Oh, well, yeah. Well, yeah. for the people who don't know, that's the one that pays tw- – is it 22000 I don't even know. $22,000. Yeah. 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 So it's – We jumped into that. We don't know what we're getting same. ourselves into. But right. Yeah, same. same. We're, yeah. we're, we're going to do it. But really everybody has networking. a chance. You know, everybody yeah. has yeah. a chance. Yeah. They had a day tournament down there earlier. Depends on how they run the rules on the deal. Yeah, and that's the messed up situation too. But uh, 11 dogs took first place. But I think if you're putting up that kind of money, you need to film your hunts. I mean, it needs yeah. to be a film I, hunt. I agree. Yeah, I mean, who can't one. throw a coyotes in grain bins or wherever the case may be? I mean, it happens. Well, and, and there's guys who have resources to where they can get the coyotes that have been caught through snaring season that gets sold to all these pins i mean if if someone wanted to really throw a middle finger at them they could just go buy coyotes and show up and say hey here you are that's the only negative to cow tournaments is it will bring out cheaters money brings out cheaters money brings out competitions going to bring out cheaters i mean the guys that were sticking great big lead weights in walleye oh yeah you're going to have it no matter what a successful day for us when we show up we don't cheat we brought back the cows yep. we killed. Yep. We did it legit. We yep. got the property legit. Everything's right. above same. Yep. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. a successful hunt for me. I yeah. mean, I feel like for this group, that's a pretty good given. I mean, I think all of us are pretty honest people that yeah. if we win a tournament by cheating, that's 
Yeah. It's yeah. not a We're not really. Is it worth it? No, it's not. Not. that's what I don't yeah. understand. I want to beat yeah. you straight up. Like yeah. I don't. Yeah. yeah. I, I want a level playing field too. I mean, yeah. well, and so really, you, tournaments boil. They don't boil down to beating someone straight up. It turns into luck. Yeah. Who had the best luck? Yeah. The best luck and. Who, who knew how to work their ground the best who, that who, day? Who figured out what's tripping their trigger that fa- faster? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and did their homework and, and set up their you know their map, their route yeah. that they're going to yeah. take. Yeah, I'd say honestly for me it's four. Yeah, uh, four or, le- or less than four, so three or less. Three is an iffy day. Like uh, I'll I mean, take throw it. Throw something in the truck. Four is like that four, was a pretty decent day. Four yeah. says yeah. you've got a shot. More than four is like that was a good day. I, I yeah. would say. Like you said, not missing opportunities would be because we had a four dog day that got us fifth place in a tournament, mm-hmm. but we missed an opportunity for six where we had the other two come in. Uh, we just we decided not to take a shot because of safety purposes, and six would have won the whole tournament yeah. for mm-hmm. us. So it, it's just like you know, we felt good getting fifth in that tournament because it was the best we had done at the time, and but you're like, damn. Yeah. We mi- we missed that opportunity for yeah. those other two, you know. There's yeah. nothing that'll knock the the wind out of your sails quicker than you know. Hey, we're in we're in the running. We got six. We got seven in the truck. We're headed back, and ten or eleven shows up. It's like, well, yeah. I mean, good job, guys. Yeah, that's yeah. just the way it goes sometimes. Yeah. And, it and is. really, it's just you, you got uh, to go into it thinking, hey, we don't have a shot. Like if you got four or five dogs in the truck to say, yeah, we're not even going to be in the top running, and hope to be pleasantly surprised. If you but kill always, one dog, yeah, you, you got to go show up. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, oh yeah. You got Maybe big you got dog, big, little dog, mangy. Yeah. Yeah. you one well, dog you got to show up. Uh, Jesse Bunger's tournament last year, they had one dog that ended up paying out like was 1300 bucks. Was it 13? I thought it was and I thought it was double dipped. I thought it was more than that. The subcategories are pretty yeah. cool. That's where yeah. you make a, quite a bit of money. Get in them. No matter yeah. what. Oh, yeah. You have Absolutely. to get in them. Yeah, they're fun to get into. But well everybody, hunt tournaments or just go hunting whatever. Just try it out. It's fun. Uh, if nothing else for the the meals on Saturday, you know there there are a lot of time because you got to be there Friday night to check in. You got a lot of times you got to be there Saturday. Friday night to check in. You hunt and then you got to be there that that evening. But my it's wife's a lot real of fun. excited about this upcoming <laughs> January. Yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm building a house and mine goes. But you're hunting every week of January except for one. I said, but I'm not hunting that one. <laughs> <laughs> and make sure you you tell the guys that are putting these tournaments on thank you, you yeah I mean? absolutely they're, they're yeah, putting absolutely. their time and effort out it's a lot of work, lot of work. it is a lot of work. lot of work yeah i don't i don't envy any of those guys no. i mean there's a lot of legwork going into those there's a reason we haven't done one yet and just in case anybody wants to know no <laughs> oh come on nate you need to do a summertime one It'd as, be great. as long as i own missouri woods and water it'll never happen we have it right out of the bar <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first folks <laughs> <laughs> We'll t- we'll uh, at least I'll, I'll say this yeah. i won't we'll talk it. yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right well austin brandon and cody thanks for uh coming tonight hopefully it's not nasty outside by the time y'all leave yeah, thanks for having us brand thanks. new pickup so good luck to everybody out there test her out, bud. we didn't even talk about that what yeah cody getting his shit we, we didn't bring that up did not bring it up our whole show last week was know, with was, our buddy john yep uh, over in Oklahoma, getting his truck stolen in Colorado, and we got our own version right here in Missouri. Cody, you know, yeah. had his truck stolen. Happened you know. like the same time frame too, I think. Pretty close. Yeah, they found your truck nine days later. Is that nine right? Nine days later, in ten days, they were going to pay me out on it for total loss. They found it nine days later, and they couldn't send an adjuster out for another three days after that. So, yeah, I finally got a new truck out today, and it was missing engine, engine, transmission, drive shafts, catalytic converter. They just gutted it. Yeah, the frame was there. 
Fran was there. Which is weird because, like, John's in John's situation, they didn't touch the truck, basically. They just wanted what was inside in your truck. And it had random stuff inside of it, too, like fake plants. I don't even like plants in the first place. And I had fake plants in it. <laughs> I'm like, what are we doing? But, yeah. That's it was, funny. It's random. <laughs> Almost it's to be like a fly on the outside. outside. So I had the coyote sticker and the Sitka sticker in the back window. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. The Sitka sticker did. He, he peeled That's the Sitka it. sticker off. He didn't They're like, this guy's got money. Who said that? This guy's got money. He's running Sitka. Ooh, boy. That's awesome. He's probably got watered up hundreds in the day. <laughs> <laughs> Using them as napkins. Oh, man. See, Calder always costs me money. That's what it is. Dude, it's, you know, I think we figured out in this room the, the problem is – Calder. Absolutely. My buddy Calder. My buddy Calder. <laughs> is, is, he, is he really a buddy, though? Because really, he's just like... I think that's the, the, epitome, the epitome of a buddy. I mean, <laughs> I don't th- I don't even regretted anything he has convinced me to buy. Fair enough. <laughs> that's true. That's, see, I, All I can um, do is give you my, you know, yeah. with my solid two cents. Yeah. All I can do is teach money. you grasshoppers. Well, it's <laughs> nice because you've pretty much ran through everything in any type of scenario, whether it be guns, calls, all that. So you got a lot of knowledge about yeah. it. So it gets it, to be the guinea pig. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of nice. So it works out. Yeah. So. Awesome. Well, thanks for coming on, boys. Yep. Good luck to everybody it, out guys. there this year. Um call good and shoot straight anybody got anything else just go hunt see ya if you are a vet uh i do take a vet hunting every year i've got one coming up i saw uh, that. you gotta get on the vets page Mo vets outdoors yep get on there uh enter i will be calling some dogs in for vets so just nice. stay away from the call if you guys have any questions i'm not shooting shoot us messages on facebook i mean we're yeah. we'll be happy yeah. to help you out try to help you get going yeah i had a guy out of st louis message me here a while back and i think he got more than he bargained for because the iPhone, whenever I hit send on the message, it was like four swipes long. So, to that we guy, all, sorry. We all like talking about it. <laughs> it's fun. Yeah, we've been here for how or long? Or if you want to go, hit us up. We'll yeah. take you if we got an opportunity to take you. Nope. Nice. Absolutely. All right, boys. Thank you. See you. See you.